all of this shit. The green room convict is back. Man, can't tell me nothing about this coke. Uh-huh. Can't tell me nothing about this crack. This weed for my hustling niggas. Uh. Niggas on the corner. I ain't forget you niggas. Triple B Masters Inc. One time for the niggas that's hugging the block. Two times for the boys that's bubbling rock. Three times for the G's, including myself. Four times for the brothers that's reaching the wealth. Five times for the hustle, I taught it myself. Transporter, I bought it myself. I bought it myself. Niggas major, Taylor Toots, the newest Gators. Gangster, her motherfucking Albert Anastasia. Michael Colleone, presidential Rolion. Net worth unknown, closet full of skull and bones. Silver spurs come his and hers, just live and learn. Snipers on the roofs like troops, that's for whom it concerns. Applaud the whores abroad, awaiting my return. Resurrected like Machiavelli, pray my soul burns. Soul supplier for cocaine in southern states, sending sex city to city. Back in the couple days, don't get me started. I make triple and fickle markets. My profit margin, I have all you local niggas start. One time for the niggas who hugging the block. Two times for them boys who bubble and rock. Three times for my brothers who reaching the wealth. Four times for the G's, including myself. Thinking back when a nigga never had a quarter. Much love for the bitches when something shorter. Five times for the trap, got a nigga bowling. But I gotta take my hat off to the transponder When I'm looking for a certain feeling, gotta hit a raw Look up to my ceiling, lady chandeliers galore Look into my closet, then you know I love couture Even more, shoe collection, too fly for the fucking floor Shelves, Louis V and shelves Shoot the fucking stylist, we go find the shit ourselves Automo was designed by Swiss Beats Black face, black band, orange stitching is a beast To say the least, I am extraordinaire Transporter, yeah, I bought it, pistols in the air Sole supplier for cocaine in southern states Sending sack city to city back in a couple days Don't get me started, I make triple and fickle markets My profit margin, I have all these local niggas starving I got them things, I'ma tell you once Better have your money right, you won't see me for months One time for the niggas who hugging the block Two times for them boys who bubble and rock Three times for my brothers who reaching the wealth. Four times for the G's, including myself. Thinking back when a nigga never had a quarter. Much love for the bitches when something shorter. Five times for the trap, got a nigga bowling. But I gotta take my hat off to the trans powder. The world is yours. DJ World Premier, the boy Wonder, Young Scoliosis, Smother Pork Chops on a Better White Rice, Heavy Pepper, your fave podcaster never. It's the German Bomber, the Pod Father, Red Shirt Zaddy. Back in this bitch, we got Jose McFly. Yeah. Number two with disrespectful mustaches. Fighting off the golden lords from media man. Faster than two baby mamas and an ultimate eating flaming hot Cheetos 
and tacos. <laughs> it's the dirtiest fingers you ever did see. <laughs> Them fingers is yeah. nasty. Yo. <laughs> yeah, the Takis really be the bomb, though. Then I heard them shits turn your insides blue and shit. Oh, uh, it's it's a high possibility. It's a down doubt nothing. Down, I don't doubt nothing these days. Uh, <laughs> I don't doubt nothing. Man, did you see Creed too? You know, you about to you about to laugh at me. I haven't seen any of the Creeds. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen any of the Creeds. I said Creed too. Nigga, Creed three just came out. I'm talking about two. So wh- why you why you don't like um? What you got to do? I'm you don't support black. It's not that. It's not that at all. Uh, I just me, I don't support black. It's certain stuff that I like to see. You know what I'm saying? And Creed isn't exactly one of them. I'm a big fan of Apollo Creed from the Rocky Saga. Uh, and I just, I, I haven't made my way around to seeing the, the Creed series just yet. My favorite Rocky isn't even in the ring, you know, it's when he has the street fight with Tommy Gunn. So, that's the wackest joint. I think that's the best one. You know what? Yeah, yeah hold on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? That's the best one? The best I ain't getting no belt. Yeah. Do a nigga in a pile of garbage. Do <laughs> a nigga in the garbage, bro. Like disrespectful. I'm coming back and I'm shooting the spot up. They say Bellboy want a title. He don't want a title. I'm the title. I'm the champ. I'm living mm-hmm. Bellboy's shadow. <laughs> nah, that nigga hated Rocky and Rocky won't even fight him. This has been heavily debated. Uh, I don't know if anybody ever put <laughs> Rocky Four in the jaw. Uh, in the conversation? Oh, no, wait, no, that's five. That's Rocky Five, right? Rocky Five fight? is yes, the Street Fight one. What is Rocky Four? Rocky Four is with the Russian. Rocky Where Three is with Mr. T. Rocky, and that's the best one. Yeah, that is yeah. the best one. That's the best one, like hands down. Like everybody says, it's the Russian because he like fought like this big fucking this fucking monster. Like the they made the villain so big in Rocky Four, pause if applicable. But they made the the villain like so big, like fucking is is fucking what's his name? I can't remember. Russian dude. He likes seven foot tall. His girl, like seven feet tall, like that was Brigitte Nielsen, bro. Yeah, she was seven feet tall. This nigga Dolph Lundgren, seven feet tall, cut the most cut he ever been in his whole in life. His whole life, yeah. And Rocky standing a firm five, five ten. and a half. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, five ten of again. <laughs> And they gave this nigga like they they made this nigga six two in the movie, but they made it a point to like show the different angles, man, to let you know like Rocky shouldn't even have been in that fight, bro. They have weight classes for this reason specifically. 
How did he even make the weight? But you know, he wanted he only wanted to make the weight because he killed Apollo. They never even addressed that kind of shit in the movie. You never even <laughs> I don't even think a nigga said weight in the movie. Like I know the Russian was three twenty five. Easy, strong. easy. Rocky <laughs> at his best might have been two twenty. You feel me? Like there's no fucking way. And my nigga was on roids. He was on the jizu. Yeah, he was taking. He was. They was giving him something in that motherfucker, shooting him in his thighs. <laughs> I love that. That fucking the training montages uh-huh. are almost better than the fight choreography. Like this thing had of the art Planet Fitness John. You know what I'm saying? Indoor yeah. track. <laughs> Didn't that shit kind of make you want to work out? <laughs> A little bit. Hey, I was A motivated. Bit. I was motivated. <laughs> I, I wasn't motivated when I seen this nigga Rocky doing slave workouts though. <laughs> Crawling in the fucking snow. Stuck Crawling to a sled. My nigga pulled the fucking um the the shit that you put on the donkey. Yeah. You know what I'm talking to to till the ground? He uh-huh, pulled uh-huh. one of those. And then <laughs> swinging it like side to side, like yo fam. You see him do the shit with the log? They had they like carved out the log around his fist and he was like lifting the log or some shit like that. All that shit was crazy. Well, yeah, they he did the most homeless New York workout. <laughs> you know, niggas in New York, they always do pull-ups when they walk by a certain little <laughs> on the light pole. Little, on the street light pole. Like, oh, come on, nigga, relax. I was Rocky running up the mountain. Like Drago, Drago was in a indoor gym with a Olympic sized track. With speed bags on was, the side, it was probably like two hundred meters. It won't know not inside Olympics, so it, you know, it was Olympic size, man. I seen, <laughs> I seen, the, I seen the joint. It was Olympic. They had shit attached to him, like Bill Cosby on the episode when he getting his heart tested. They was testing this nigga's strength with computers at that time. That was fucking unheard of. Crazy. They put <laughs> money behind that nigga, and Rocky was in a fucking a log cabin. The same log cabin they put on the fucking syrup bottle. He was in that log cabin training like he was poor. Like Rocky had bread. Uh, that was but, the log cabin from Django. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Nick Knox. Mm-hmm. See, Rocky Four was good. Rocky Three was the zenith of the movie series. Rocky Three. The shit start off and Rocky fought like 20 fights. And Mickey was just watching this nigga like, and this nigga's doing commercials. He's at the height of his fame. And it comes out that like, yo, (laughs) we've been giving you the most dusty of dusty fighters to fight because we know you ain't got it. It, was that, that. was that really it? Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the it was Italian, he was the champion. Nah, they gave that nigga tomato cans to fight. And Mickey mm. told him when when Mr. T first came through and was disrespectful, hey baby girl, won't you come mm. be with a real man tonight? <laughs> like when Mr. <laughs> T was talking that shit. <laughs> He's gonna yo. be your Adrian. Uh, uh. 
Yo, if a nigga ever come up to you and your girl and tell your girl to come spend some time with a real man, we're not boxing, bro. I'm going to shoot you because I pity the fool. that <laughs> disrespect me in public like that. Because <laughs> that's a long ride home with your queen. You got to ride home with your queen and another nigga just told her, come spend time with a real man. And he's still breathing on the planet Earth. No. With the... That disrespectful mohawk, bro. <laughs> and mad gold chains on. Yeah. He was a disrespectful nigga. He was definitely a disrespectful nigga. <laughs> but they was giving that nigga Rocky tomato cans. And and, and Clubber Lang came through and was just like, yo, it's real nigga over here. Why well, ain't getting a shot? And Rock was like, nigga, I'll give you a shot, man. But, you know, you got to wait your turn. And Mickey was just like whispering that nigga here like... <laughs> Yo, Yo, it's been a nigga turn for a minute. This, <laughs> these type of niggas, we are not trying to fight, bro. Like, no. He was trying to keep Rock with the belt. Yeah, know your worth, King. Like, you got soft. You got money. You got all fucking TV'd up and shit. Like, you don't even train right no more. But the nigga said, fuck it, we gonna fight. Mickey said, no, don't do it. You're gonna get killed. And then the nigga was training with all the distractions around. ESPN coming to the gym, filming my nigga jump rope, asking my nigga interview questions while he on the punching bag, taking pictures, signing autographs. And, you know, Mick, that nigga was old school. He talked out of one side of his mouth for three movies. Like, he talked out of one side of his mouth. That nigga died. Clubber Lang damn near killed Rocky. Clubber Lang killed Mick. <laughs> yeah, he gave that nigga a heart attack. I think he gave that nigga Bell's palsy or some shit. He did something to Mick. Whatever, all that shit he was talking. Mick won't used to know powerful niggas like that. Walking around, talking shit, pointing in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo, did Mickey die of racism, bro? <laughs> I think he did. He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. Oh, the Italian stallion is about to get taken out by a rhythmic, soulful, ignorant brother. Niggas <laughs> walking around here expressing their opinions, not staying in their place. What do you mean? They don't have their own water fountain anymore. Ah, <laughs> ah, my chest hurts. Like <laughs> got a heart attack because <laughs> of that shit. The world is changing right in front of my eyes. <laughs> he died because he saw a black man wearing gold chains and a feather earring, bro. <laughs> Talking crazy to a white lady. <laughs> I ain't never seen no shit like this in my life. <laughs> oh, it's my time. I gotta go. <laughs> but that shit was cool. Not like that Mickey died. Like, it was cool that racism killed him. But yeah. Apollo had to train this nigga. And this is when 
Rocky realized he had CTE. Clubber Lang gave Rocky CTE. This is where it starts. The fuck is CTE? The same shit Antonio Brown got. Oh, the uh, that fucking concussion shit. Yeah. Clubber Lang in the first fight gave that nigga traumatic CTE. He's going to train with Apollo. Number one, Rocky can't dance. Half of Apollo's fighting styles based off of rhythm. Movement. Rocky's fucking, his feet are in cement. He just go out there and take some hits and can and can stand up longer than you. Like, that was it. That was one thing about Rocky. Take a work. lot of punches. Take a lot of punches. Yeah. And that's why you got CTE. That nigga was punchy. <laughs> nigga was a punching bag. But he, you know, Apollo trained him. He went out there and and didn't apply most of the training that Apollo taught him. Like, Apollo taught that nigga how to move, and this nigga go in the ring and realize Clubber Lang, the nigga that took his belt, the nigga that fucking is vicious, has asthma. Yeah, he couldn't land. He couldn't handle the stamina. He, that nigga had asthma, bro. That nigga was wheezing after every set of punches. He was like, <laughs> Yo, you ain't find this out in the first fight, my man. Mm-mm. I'm starting to think that that might have been racism as well. That's the reason why he was tripping out like that, breathing hard and shit. He might have been a little racist too. <laughs> yeah, given black people mad black stereotypes in movies written and directed by white people will never sit well with me, bro. Never. Like, never, what never. nigga was in the room? Like, why don't you give Clubber Lang eczema too? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> give him the eczema. Niggas don't get shit like that. <laughs> Not back in them days, they didn't. Oh, well, I mean, Mr. T was too moisturized to have eczema. He looked like he was, he had a bout with it, and that's why he was always moisturized. <laughs> a nigga never wore sleeves. You know what I'm like saying? Won't they in Philadelphia? Yeah, nigga was wearing yeah. jean jackets with no sleeves, bro. <laughs> I'm not fighting <laughs> on Jean vests. Jean vest, feather earrings, and he got a mohawk. And He's talking about landish white women. <laughs> Yo, that might be that might be it. He might be the best villain ever. Niggas is talking about Thanos. Niggas oh, is nah. talking about Kang. Yo, it might be Clubber Lang. I like Simon Phoenix, Wesley Snipes in Demolition Man. Simon Phoenix is one of the greatest villains. Was he? Or were you just happy to see Wesley play the bad guy? I seen Wesley play the bad guy in previous. You know, he uh, he plays uh, Nino Brown, and he is the bad guy in New Jack City. No. Yes, no, Ice T is the bad guy in New Jack City. Negative. <laughs> Listen to this light skin brother. So fast that Ice T is the bad guy in New Jack City. No, that's fine. Come on, facts. No. You just so happen to root for the bad guy in New Jack City because the gang is so sweet. Keisha with the Uzi, fucking the Dutta Man, G Money, CMB, man. I mean, what can you say? 
I can say that Mario Van Peebles is the is the bad guy in that movie. He's a cop. I mean, the movie is about getting drugs off the street. They did a poor job at that. They did a very poor job at getting drugs off the streets in New York because Nino had the Carter, and it was it was so strong. That so old real. man kills Nino at the end. So you're worried about drugs, but you're not worried about gun control. <laughs> Without Nino Brown, I guess he thought that would stop. It would solve the gun control issue, and it would stop the drug issue, right? Because Nino wasn't getting those drugs from anywhere. Far as we know, I, I, not like I'm, not like Franklin. You know, he wasn't meeting up with the CIA. Franklin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm ready to have a dialogue about Snowfall, bro. Oh man, what you want to talk I'm, about? I'm ready. I'm ready to have this dialogue. Niggas, niggas said last season wasn't great. I don't think it was the best, but I I definitely can't. It was the worst for for Snowfall. Comparing Snowfall to itself, last season had some episodes that were the worst for the series. But that's going to happen with shows, though. I mean, you can't even... You're going to miss sometimes. No, no, no. (laughs) No. The wire never missed. You're right about that. I was talking to somebody about that on Facebook the other day. Sopranos never missed. Even the dream episodes in Sopranos was great. You know what I'm saying? Like the great shows never miss. That's why they're in that category where you can't, they're untouchable. You know what I'm saying? Entourage never missed. And Kirby Enthusiasm never misses. Like that, I mean, granted, those are 30 minute shows compared to our hour show. Those are more comedy based with, you know, real fucking acting and shit. But still, Snowfall this season has done almost everything right. That's far. I even yeah, you even about with the little fast forward jank that you said might happen. That's happened. So that jank when I saw it, I was like, "This nigga said that shit was gonna happen. It's supposed to be." <laughs> I was like, "This shit," and, and it just it didn't piss me off. You know what I'm saying? It. it I was actually. I was. I was kind of hype about it. You talking about <clears throat> in episode three where they quickly recapped everything that happened? In the month, in the month that Leon and them was gone, yeah, 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 <laughs> because it doesn't add to the story to to force us to sit and watch this play out. Franklin's got to go to Kane's people. Set here's the address where you can find my uncle and Louie. <laughs> then you can go shoot him up and get your revenge, Kane. Hey, I'm gonna go to that motherfucker's business and I'm gonna shoot it up, nephew. Like that doesn't add anything to see this shit play out. Man. Uh, I would have liked, I would have liked it to come from a more reliable source, mm-hmm. but 
<clears throat> to firm up the suspicions. Uh, Jerome and Louis said it to Leon. This motherfucker shot up the hotel we was spending our honeymoon at. This nigga robbed us. Like, they said that shit to Leon. So, when it came from Einstein, I was like, maybe this is just street talk getting out of hand. You know how stories and myths and fables start. You know, one one nigga tell it, and they he he pulled up on him with a revolver. The next nigga tell the story. It was a it was a chopper with the fifty round drum. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. I didn't think about it like that. I didn't think this just could be exaggerations. It, but it's it, yeah, because every time the the story changes hands, it's something completely different every single time. Some a little something gets added to it each time. And now motherfucker got abducted by aliens. <laughs> Yo, they probed his butthole, bro. Like <laughs> he told him where Louis' whole stash was, man. They brought him to Area 51. <laughs> Starting with episode three, it's some shit in there that makes me laugh. Like when the episode started, <clears throat> and niggas is in Africa and it's beautiful, bro. Oh, like that shit look beautiful. And I really want to go. And I laughed because I said, this shit's like an after credit scene for Belly. <laughs> this is exactly what Nas and Tion was trying to do yeah. in Belly. They was trying to fucking go to Africa. And all we got was like a little sunrise. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Hype Williams, yeah, Hype Williams ain't had a budget to actually go to Africa, I guess. Um, Wanda coming back home like she didn't want to come back home but Wanda coming back home and still having to deal with crackhead shit yeah the shit she did as a crackhead great because niggas didn't believe you could bounce back from it back then Yeah, the tolerance for that Back then, the tolerance for addiction as a whole was totally different because we weren't educated. We didn't know that the shit was a disease. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know that you weren't really responsible. So grandma was like, with the heat, yo, you took my pearls, bro. You cussed me. You hit me. I'm going to talk to you through the screen door. (laughs) They didn't really like I get being in Africa too, they talk about forgiveness and, and you know, family and togetherness and shit. So I guess she thought she was gonna accept her. And she looked at her shell necklace like, bitch, I don't that shit ain't got nothing to do with my pearls, my strawberry pearls, bitch. <laughs> yeah, grandma really wasn't like that's funny because if 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 grandma don't love you, bro. Nah, nobody don't love you for real. No for For years, I said, ain't shit protecting me but grandma's prayers. Like, grandma wouldn't even let you come in the house. Yeah, you can stand right there. You can hang it on the doorknob. What, Nana? (laughs) What? didn't even look like her crackhead self. Like, how you won't even, like, accept? Like, yo, but, I mean, grandma wrote you off, bro. Leon, he didn't want to come home, but he missed home, and he felt guilty for leaving, and he needed his money. 
One thing they've never talked about in all these seasons of Snowfall is Leon's money. <laughs> Leon ran the projects for a very long time by himself. Got mad respect in the hood. How much money you think Leon got? Just to put it to scale, at his best, Franklin had 70, 78 million, 72 million. 78 million that uh what's the name stole. So Franklin has 78 million. His money was working for him. He's got businesses, he's got whatever, whatever. At Louis and Jerome's best, they had 12. They had 12 million cash and product. So I'll just give them 12 million and say that that's their net worth. Now they ran 78 to 12. Right. That's a, hey, you can tell, <laughs> you can tell who's the plug, right? Yes. <laughs> but his, his business, his business makes money for him. And he, he fucking, he sold to Louis and Jerome. He sold to, uh, he sold to everybody, so everybody was getting their shit from him. So, and he had a markup. Yeah, because remember in the last season, I think she wanted the key for ten, and he was like, "Nah, it's gonna stay 12. And Reed was like, "Yo, <laughs> it's not my fault that you've turned into the source for your people, and now right, you're selling right. it to them so that you can make something, and you don't have to do no work. Like that's on you." Like he could have dropped the prices and gave them the price that they was asking for, but it would have just been an exchange for him. He wouldn't be to seeing do no that. money. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't no make no money off of that. Um, Scully, man, boy, uh, Jerome and Louis took took them, and and now those are their customers. Uh-huh. So that's why Jerome and Louis got a little bit more than Leon. But solely off the projects alone, I would probably say Leon is at a mill. I'd say uh, Leon's at a mill. I say like four or five. Four or five million? Four or five million, yeah. In the projects? Yeah. That's all he got. I mean, that's better than what you giving him. You ain't giving him shit. A million? I'm giving him a mill. Louis and Jerome were selling, selling, selling drugs to Alabama and and St. Louis and shit. Like they, yeah, they, they, they ready. They was, you know what I'm saying. They had, they set up. But Leon was protecting a whole lot of people and running the whole project. So I know they had a shit ton of crackheads in the checks. Let's split the difference and give Leon three. Leon okay. came back home for three mil that he cannot take on a plane and go back to Africa. He's got to set something up so that he can fucking have access to his money, right? 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really, I really can't. I can't see this shit being that beneficial for him to come back for the bread. He wants to do something else while he's back. And now he come home, he see that niggas is broke up. Franklin robbed Louie and them. Tried to kill D. D set up Franklin to get robbed. And uh old girl got killed. Man, Black D, Diamond. 
I'm sad about that, bro. Yeah, me too, bro. That shit was awful. Like, I know she was roof they her and her and old girl was ruthless as shit. But like the way Jerome did that shit, man, and you could tell he was like fucked up behind it as well. Because it's like, you know, she got kids and shit. But that sh- that was terrible though, man. That shit was crazy for me. Like, like I-, I couldn't believe he went that far with it. If it's anybody else, it don't go down like that. If it's anybody else, if it's any other character, it don't go down like that. If it if if it's any other character, they get grace. Black Diamond don't get it because Black Diamond shot Louie. Black Diamond kill him, kill him. She yeah, shot Louie. So that nigga already didn't like her. Yeah, yeah. And he only dealt with her because Franklin said she worked for us now. We'd rather Something. I'm all right. They ain't got a word. Since he wanted me to come in and talk, let's talk. All right. The way I see it, you know, shit's pretty simple. Yeah. I hit you, you hit me. This is called a square. Stay out each other's way. Everybody lives. Call it square. Uh huh. I ever tell you about when I first came to LA? I don't know. Couldn't get my mind right back in Texas. Place wasn't a fit no more. Sissy's moving to the West Coast, landed in the Bay. I knew that peace, love, hippie shit wasn't for me. That lake sounded all right. When I got here, I realized a mistake. I ain't no people here, nowhere to fit in. I wasn't gonna run back home. Stuck it out. Got a job at the Chrysler plant. Went out every night. Pussy ain't help. Looking drink, did little. No matter what I threw at it, big hole inside me just kept getting bigger. Then out and fell off. Panther shit. Drinking. Sissy trying to save his ass, but trying to raise yours. She was drowning, so I told her come out here. Told her I set her up, be whatever she need me to be. She came. Suddenly you was here. Instantly I had love, I had purpose. I was gonna be the man to raise you. For the longest time, I thought that by lifting you up, watching the young man that you was gonna become, that that maybe be the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. And now I look at you. And I wonder how to, how to fuck up so bad. Is it my fault that you become a scandalous, cutthroat, bitch made that you are right now? 
That's how you see it? That's what the fuck it is, man. Well, you know, I guess another way of seeing it is everything you have is because of me, right? What I got? What I got, nephew? Blood bunny. Bodies on me. Cops and CIA on my ass. Your mama losing her goddamn mind. He was going nowhere, doing nothing. Selling dime bags on the porch, waiting for your bitch to come down from that charm. I'll crack your motherfucking jaw. I'll try to give you legacy. Something more than a subwoofer on a weight bench. And if you hadn't let yourself get played by that trick you married, you might have had. Fuck you think you're talking to? You ever live? You ain't gonna do shit! I ain't gonna fucking do shit! Do it. Put. Kill me. In this shit right now. Do it! Oh shit, we back. And we back with the technical difficulties. <laughs> All right, so Jerome killed big ass yeah, I black did, I did. I, So, correct me if I'm wrong. Is they on episode three or they technically didn't show episode three yet? No, they on episode three. Episode four come on tomorrow. Okay. I don't see three yet, though. Oh, that happened in one or two. You sure you you sure you caught up? Yeah, I know. I seen I seen that scene. Yeah, I seen that for sure. But I'm just saying, I ain't seen three. I know I ain't seen three. So Jerome ruthless, but we know Jerome got like this nigga got PTSD. Like this nigga went to Vietnam or some shit. Like this nigga Jerome has seen things. We seen him struggle with it last season. Uh, we seen him when, when Louis got shot and he fucking was with man boy people and, and he shot one of them kids, one of them young kids. He was affected by that. He carried that shit different. Oh, you, you got a bunch of bodies on you. Like he, he, he feels the weight of that shit. He even told Louis, I'm only in this game because you wanted to be in it. Like. He was cool with his subwoofer and selling dime bags of Reggie <laughs> in a weight bench. Simple man. He was getting money. He was the neighborhood weed man. I mean, about as much as you can get weed in California. What <laughs> to say? I don't think he. I don't think he was fucking like he ain't have. He ain't had that loud. Yeah, it wasn't out yet, fellas. Jesus. <laughs> Jerome, had, Jerome had desire. <laughs> like what? Jerome was a simple man for real, though. That's no lie. It's super simple. He like forties. He like his weight, bitch, and he like his bitch on Sherm. You know what I'm saying? And, and Franklin was like his son, like he told him. It was like he had, he found purpose once Franklin came around. I don't like that though. I, well, well, I do like that because I think I think Jerome was like a father figure to him, yeah. and I I think he started 
selling weed for Jerome. You know what I'm saying? In the beginning, he was selling weed for that nigga or selling weed, copping the weed that he was selling, you know, from Jerome. But that conversation at the diner, it bothered me. Number one, the shit was too real. <laughs> That's a real punch each other in the face and cry at the same time. <laughs> right. That's a real family argument, bro. I, I've been I sat here and I'm I never would have thought you turn out to be this bitch made slithery ass nigga. I'm gonna insert the audio from that shit before the joint. Because that was a good scene. And then Franklin read that nigga the same way, right back to him. Yeah, well, you ain't have nothing. And this is where you can tell he got an English accent. You ain't have nothing but a subwoofer and a weight bench before I (laughs) enhanced your life. I tried to bring you legacy. And you was just sitting around waiting for your bitch to come down from that charm. <laughs> and then the nigga hit him. And he said, you better not lay another motherfucker. You ain't going to do shit. <laughs> ain't both of them British? Ain't both of them British? All them niggas is British. Leon, Jerome, Franklin, every single one of them niggas is British. I think the only American black dude on the show was Peaches. <laughs> and they kicked him off mysteriously. <laughs> now, Peaches, get the car. Get the car. <laughs> They're never going to do it. That's why that's why I dislike that that diner scene. They're never gonna do it. He's never gonna fucking shoot Jerome in the face. Jerome carrying this shit all hard body, but he's never gonna do it either. Shoot, nigga. <laughs> this is shit. Like Jerome was ready. He was like, yo, please kill me bro because I'm not going to kill you and my wife is going to make me do something that I don't want to do he said it if my sister called me over for Sunday dinner I'm going over for Sunday dinner like that nigga's family is everything to him and that shit is crazy that shit is that's, that puts him in a rock and a hard place definitely like but he it, it's like still like are you ready to commit suicide or are you ready to fucking just take a bullet for whatever. Because he, he just, like you said, he seemed like he had the end of his rope. For real, for real. He don't have no part in the game. The game ain't his dream. It's her dream. And not to give away any spoilers, but like in episode three, she's riding on her horse and the nigga said, if we're going to make it to this meet, we need to leave. You know, if we're going to make it to this meeting on time, we need to leave. She said he can wait 10 minutes. And she just did another fucking lap. She wasn't doing anything, but she has this shit with her about being a black woman in a man's world. And she wants to, she's driving the point home that I'm in charge and that I run shit. You know what I'm saying? 
that's I can't. I just can't. I just because <laughs> Louis. What, you want to you want to say nothing bad about black women? I can't say nothing bad about Louis. I definitely can't say nothing. I know. I know they. But that's the game. And then money got motherfuckers crazy for real, for real. Because like we talked about early, seventy-eight million for Franklin. What they probably got like twelve million between them. That's it, all that money and that potential of money that can be made is making everybody crazy. Well, Louis was crazy before. It's the back before. door. That's what it really is. Franklin Field betrayed shit. Yeah. It's the back door. You and went then, to the club. To the club. <laughs> There was the betrayal, bro. And then he going through all the shit he going through with Teddy fucking him. Like, like, like it just seemed like 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 the ops just stole stole my whole G pack. But y'all go cop with the op. Like, you know what I'm saying? It don't make sense. They supposed to be trying to help Franklin get the money back and at the bare minimum. I don't even want to be like Next to Teddy, if he gonna do this, like you gotta be smart. Like if he yeah. did it to Franklin, he definitely gonna do it to y'all asses. To y'all asses, cause he greed like you see, he just another white man selling drugs now. Yeah, <clears throat> once he lose control over you, he gotta he know how to control you, which is your money. But the thing is, I ain't gonna cap. Franklin was getting too comfortable. That's why he was able to really do that to Franklin. He took all that money, like, bro, this is drug money. I know exactly how to take it. Who you going to call? The police? And tell them what? He did that shit cold. Mm-hmm. But. Wire transfer. He needed help to do it. Yeah. He yeah. had to break into his crib when he knew he wasn't going to be there. He did it for some type of insurance in case shit went bad with Franklin because shit was going bad with Franklin ever since he came back. That's not necessarily, it's a little bit of Franklin getting too comfortable, but what it really is, the CIA sent that white boy out there. When Reed, when Reed got off the radar and they sent that white boy Grady out there, and Grady was fucking Black Diamond, and Franklin and Grady had businesses together, legit businesses together. Grady's not sending all the money back to the CIA because he got Ferraris in the front. He's living the drug dealer life that Reed's brother told him that he needed to do. Yo, you got to get stick out your ass. You got to be a drug dealer. If you're going to be a drug dealer, Grady was doing that shit. He did the drugs, he had the parties, and he st- he skimmed money off the top. What you, what you, like, what you would want a motherfucker like that to do, but the reality is you're going to get a read. That's just the reality. <laughs> you getting the read, G. You getting a motherfucker that's not trying to be on that, because why? He started snorting that shit, didn't he? Start snorting it at the end of. They uh, made him. They made him start snorting. Though, like when they when they uh kidnapped him and the brother. That's when he got addicted to to that shit. Yeah, nose and made him snort it. Basically, they had 
No, he was in it recreationally. He was in it rec. He was doing it on his own. His brother, they made his brother snort, and that's when he uh he got the heart shit. Yeah, I could have um, they they made Reed snort too though. I'm mean, one of them motherfuckers, and then he, he just started. Maybe oh, you know what? It was the little redhead Cuban nigga that made him do it when they was at a party. Yeah, because he came kind of straight and narrow at the beginning. Like he was just trying to. Cause he believed in the dream till he think that that shit was fake too. Then he just started getting greedy, tweaking. Well, now that he know it's fake, I mean, he's sitting on seventy eight million mm-hmm. of his own money that he don't have to give back to the government because he's not supposed to have it. But he wants to buy his way back in mm-hmm. to the CIA with a portion of that money, not all of it, because he's not a fool either. You know, he believes in my country, my government. I got a job to do. I serve a purpose. But he going to keep some of that bread for himself because just like what happened to him before when he got outed, like, niggas, if niggas want you out of here, bro, you are out of here. And Grady's, and Grady's in charge. You know what I'm saying? Um, The shit with, the shit with Louie, the shit with Louis that bothers me the most, besides like, besides her fucking, I've been mad at Louis since last season when she told Franklin, I've decided to purchase my cocaine from Reed. And, and we're going to go in our own direction. You went to the plug behind my back. It's no, it's just business. And then Franklin look at her. You want it to be out in front. Now you are. <laughs> I've been mad at her since that line because this nigga wants out the game. He comes to you with this big building, this big shit, this big investment, whatever the fuck. You say no just because you don't want to do everything that he do. Facts. <laughs> Not That's because it didn't sound like a sound business decision, right? <laughs> nope. Just because you came up with the idea, frankly. Another <laughs> motherfucker could have came up with this idea and I probably jumped on it. But because that, you that thought that motherfucker that hurt, she would have took it. Took it. Reed come to it right now. I got an investment. Like, like it's because Franklin in her mind. He's the reason she got shot. He his decisions led to this. Like that's how she views it. Like, and it's dumb to me because like all y'all asses in the game, that shit is a part of the game, bro. Yeah. Her just as bad as Franklin's. Yeah. Like spot on. Like she used the cop. To shoot Kane, the nigga didn't kill Kane. Like she, that was her her message for everybody. If somebody fucked up, yeah, we just gonna kill him, and and nobody's gonna know it was us. Right. Everybody knows it was y'all. The nigga was rapping about it. Exactly. 
Jerome was affected by that shit when we heard that shit. <laughs> he was affected. You sound like Jerome get affected by everything, boy. He, he emotional. He really do got like some PTSD shit going on, like for real. Because he he also seen like the neighborhood just be one way then turn to shit overnight. That's yeah. From the crack, from the crack epidemic. From the crack era, like that. Yeah. They giving you a point of view kind of like from different people of that era and like how they kind of would have viewed it. Like if you a nigga that been there, grew up when it was just like, yeah, it was some gangs, but it was mostly like young kids doing small gang crimes. None of this type of shit. Like it's way different. Way different. That shit is definitely a, I, I can only imagine how drastic it was. Right. You know, it's because, you know, everybody, everybody managed to see something like that, especially around that time. It's almost like they dropped that shit off with they said by the truckload in every major ghetto in America. Yeah. <laughs> the fix was in, literally. Yes. It definitely set niggas back, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get out of all of that, we did get the just say no campaign and the dare campaign from the creators of crack. The irony in that shit, right? You know, you know what I found out too? Uh when they confiscate drug money, that shit it don't necessarily belong to nobody. So when when a a, a camp somebody that's campaigning to be like governor or mayor and they go for a war on drugs, all that seized money becomes their money. And that's like campaign money. That's that's like that's like if Newport came out with a Newport nicotine patch. Like that's what the mm-hmm. <laughs> literally what the CIA did. We gonna we gonna we gonna make that now. And yeah. don't say no campaign and all that shit. That's literally like if Newport's came out like look, man. Oh, so you didn't know <laughs> you didn't know? Oh, that, my nigga remixed it. My nigga Philip Morris, the Tobacco uh-huh. King. Go look at any any pamphlet brochure about quitting smoking. Guess who made it? Philip Morris. The hmm. same nigga that's selling you to death is going to sell you the cure. That's that's age old. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, hold on, what you mean this nigga's trying to get me off of cigarettes? Because he he's gonna get paid either way. Yeah. Whether I'm chewing the fucking tobacco gum, the nicorette shit, or I'm buying the eight dollar and seventy nine cent pack of Newports, he's getting his bread. Yes. But I like that. And nigga even even cross over into yogurt. That nigga do yo play. And they get the food industry as well. Philip Morris? Yeah. That's they, they, go under, they go under they go under different aliases, but it'd it be like a trifecta. You know what I'm saying? It they they run three different businesses and then they'll they'll call it under one conglomerate so it don't look like a monopoly. Mm. Mm. That's gems. Mm. Gems. Uh <laughs> predictions for snowfall i got my prediction it's a hot take i got leon kill kill everybody who gonna kill everybody leon leon killing everybody 
And Leon's going to be there at the end on top. He's going to be the king. He's going to try and change some shit. He's definitely killing Big Dion. Big Dion might not be alive in two episodes. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it to the next episode because the last... Yeah, yeah. He's always been... (laughs) He's always been... I'm not going to say reckless, yeah, but yeah. He, he's he's the muscle. Like this is why the niggas with muscle never become the leaders because muscle niggas are just that. He you ruling fear though, but that's not entirely true. But I get what you're saying though, because Tuki was a big motherfucker. Yeah, and I don't mean muscle by like size, like because a nigga can bench press 400 pounds. I mean like muscle, like. This nigga's my bodyguard. Yeah, this nigga yeah. is the nigga I right, send right, right. to go to the nigga that owes me a couple grand. This is the nigga I send to go collect. You know what I'm saying? Also, was John Gotti too? He moving. Also, he moves. He was somebody eat muscle at one point. Then he became the boss. Oh yeah, also yeah. was the muscle. He was the muscle for um the the villain the waivers. I said I said John Gotti. John though. Gotti. Started out as muscle and turned into the boss. I th- I think I think Leon Leon survives it all. Dion, I knew I knew Dion was a problem when as soon as that nigga got in charge, he won a, a dominoes game and he just started shooting in the air in the middle of the projects at night. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, you that's not you never want to draw attention to yourself. You know, but you know projects, so you ain't really drawing it's kind of showing you like Niggas do that in the projects all the time. Like it's nothing. Ain't nobody coming to see what happened. Projects. <laughs> Police not coming through that motherfucker. But so he was all about the- community at first. When he first showed up, <clears throat> that's why he had beef with Leon because nobody took care of Fat Back. The mm-hmm. the neighborhood hadn't been taken care of. And what what Jerome say? The gangs is about community. And then he went out there and he had a fucking cookout on the grill and niggas mm-hmm. were watching dryer machines for the neighborhood. Like, Big D was about community. And now it's less about community because I'm in charge. Exactly. He, he's corrupted by the power. Mm-hmm. That's because he a nigga from jail, though, like the same way with Kane. Like, it's, 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 more, it's more cold than methodical with them. Like, they G-code, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like, they don't have a higher, you know what I'm saying, like a higher, bigger plan. They don't have that bigger plan in them. They just cool with the moment. Like, right now, I'm that nigga. That's it. It's no retirement. It's no 401. Yeah, no none of that. We're going to do this shit till the wheels fall off, nigga. We out here every day playing dominoes. Like, that's the dream. <laughs> we, we out here. Get a fabulous. I think that's why I fuck with Leon, though. He's had the, I'm not going to say the biggest, but he's had probably one of the best evolutions as a character on the show. Because season one, Leon was the jail friend. He was the juvie friend. Franklin was kind of, yeah, he was a little timid because of his size. And he he had the experience because he'd been the juvie. And he was a little bit more street smart because he lived in the project. So when Franklin had questions and it was some street shit, where he go? He went to Leon. Mm-hmm. 
and Leon pointed him in the right direction, got him talking to the right people. Uh, and you would think with the business shit, there were times, especially in season three, when Man Boy first showed up, there were times where he he was the, oh, I got power now. Oh, niggas is scared of me. So he was like, I think Man Boy called him a pit bull. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's like, you little pit bull ass nigga. Like, and then season four and five, he kind of calmed down. Now he's thinking a little bit more. Like, I, I like his his evolution as a character. It, it took for him to kill that child to change. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 that changed. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Having, killing that little girl. Because <clears throat> that, 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 that will change you because. He even though he was wild and hot, he, he he you know what I'm saying? He had a cold, clearly, like most niggas do. That was one that just, you know, you took a child out they out they element, bro. You done. Mentally, that'll do it to a lot of niggas, unless you just ruthless at heart, like you don't get no fucks. That's fucking good. I totally I didn't even see that. I mean, I, I saw the episode, but I didn't I didn't put two and two together. Cause he was always Kind of like a little, you know, little book nigga, little. Mm-hmm. But but it was always on some shit like you would see him and Avi talking. Avi drop a couple gems on that nigga, and yeah, we need more guns. Then we need more Uzis, cuz blood. Uh, <laughs> also, also a snitch and it's sad. Uh, and also, Oso has never had this much talking in any <laughs> in any three episode stretch of six seasons, bro. I think he just learned English for real. <laughs> Oso was a real killer. They found Oso in the deserts of Mexico eating off cacti. Did he? Did he? Oh, I ain't showing the wife. Nah, he. I ain't said this. The first thing I ever seen this carry Oso in for real. Also, also like in a rock in a hard place, shit. He smoked. <clears throat> but but the good thing is, like I don't think like they really want Franklin. They want Teddy. So I think like some gonna be like a twist of that. I think think they gonna try to set Teddy up like because low key quietly kept like I ain't saying Franklin is snitching, but he is. Yeah, both ways too. Is he snitching? He ain't really snitching though. Like that's why I say, like, what he doing? Like he talking to them people. He know these motherfuckers clearly some type of authority type shit. You know what I'm saying? They something because dude reporting to somebody. They like they ain't no 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 motherfucking. They like a black ops type team or whatever they on. But. The end of the day, everybody want Teddy. They don't want Franklin. Like Franklin, not the prize. He, yeah. he, he, you know what I'm saying? He the nigga that he the middle guy. He the nigga that you that can 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 tell you everything. But at the same time, they want the niggas that's above him. That's how this shit always works. They want niggas. They don't want nobody on your under you. They want either on your level or above you. But the DEA definitely got a hard on for this nigga Teddy ever since old girl. The under, yeah, the undercover. But also did that. Mm-hmm. Teddy just 
Petty just happened to be the nigga in charge when it happened. Um, <clears throat> DJ got a hard on for this nigga, and that's who also snitching to. The KGB got a hard on for this nigga, and Franklin was the only person that could get, you know, connected to. So Franklin's doing that. Uh, Reed kills Oso. You think I so? I believe so, too. Reed kills Oso. Like, let me tell you how stupid Oso is. Reed's girl drew a picture of the nigga that kidnaps her. <laughs> Oso said, I've never seen him before in my life. Uh, I've never seen him before in my life, hombre. And Reed was like, like, like Reed know the nigga lying, but Reed gonna let that nigga cook. This nigga Oso goes home. What's on his refrigerator, bro? A picture of him and his girl at Franklin's wedding. Who's standing next to him in a server's outfit? The same nigga. But he also didn't realize until like he did the double take though. Like, so I don't think he was lying to read in the moment. <clears throat> like it just happened to be like ironic as fuck. Like, damn, this this nigga looking for you, and then he go talk to Franklin, and then Franklin tell him, like, yeah, I know where you seen him. Like, shit. That picture right there is radioactive, oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga got the Franklin voice. This nigga got it, man. nigga. That nigga Frank the Saint, man, he playing the fuck out of both sides, though. Like, in this, I, I think you got to. Like, that's what I like about it, because obviously they, they still telling, like, loosely based off of, you know what I'm saying, Freeway Ricky Rose. It's loosely based off of his shit. Most of it started to be kind of off of his shit, but, like, he didn't know that these niggas was really, like, like he wasn't really, you know what I'm saying, doing what Franklin was doing. That's just the truth. Like, like how Franklin moving, he he not moving like that. Like Franklin was playing both sides for real. Like he know he know that they setting him up, and he know like you know what I'm saying. He was prepared to like take the fall whenever the shit did hit the fan. He told the niggas like, you know. What are you telling me that that club saying? I'm gonna do the same thing I've been doing when I did when I killed that motherfucking that, that Judas Cat. That nigga Andre. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, that nigga, man. Like he was telling them, like, I'm gonna take the fall. G. That's why I understand why Louis and them wanted to be like in line. Do you what you wanna go down? Because she wanna be in charge. Like their whole shit, Louis' whole shit. She don't she don't like if she don't like the direction the niggas moving in, she just wanna be able to say, Boom, I'm moving my own direction. Like this is this has been a, a habitual problem for her when she was fucking coming off the sherm and she started working with her ex joint at the club. And what what she do? She started running the club. Hey, I'm have gay night up in here every week because the gay niggas make money for us, blah, blah, blah. And the girl 
embarrassed her in front of her gay friends. Yeah, I remember when she was at the bus stop sucking dick from the back. And Louis was like, yeah, why you got to my business like that at the party? To to fucking bring her back down to earth. Like, you need to be humble because you, you run a while with my business. You can't run my business. When she went to Jerome, I want the combination to the safe. Well, how much money you need? I I want the combination to the safe. Well, just tell me how much money you need and I'll give it to you. I don't want to be handed money. I want to run shit. Like, she's been trying to run shit since season one. Oh, what what did, what did you say about black women in International Women's History Month? Boo up? Man, look here. Boo up. I'm going to just keep it a buck, man. Like, I ain't going to say that. You know what? I mean, I ain't going to say a super typical black woman, but like, it's just like, yeah, Steven, but like, Come on, man! Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you feel me? Like, like, yeah. Most most women, if you if you allow them to pull what she's pulling, will do it. They gonna do it. You give <clears throat> you give a nigga a foot, he gonna take it twenty yards. Yeah, she see Jerome, Jerome older than he clearly older than her. He soft on her. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though he was fucking other females and shit. But it was just like he he always let it be known that you my top girl, you know what I'm saying? And then it just became you my only girl type shit. You feel me? Especially when she left him for the for the female, like that's when he really missed her. Feel me? So like, I just think, uh, yeah, she just trying to be like that's why I wouldn't like. Like I, I ain't gonna. I would have to come up with a female that became like a breadwinner. Like you would have to come up with. I mean, it's hard to get with a female that's like truly got that bad because like she either operating in a, in a in a in a in a job field type shit in the workplace where she got to be super dominant, and and that shit just don't go with because. Same reason why you say this right here. Same reason why you probably and not in our lifetime we don't ever see a woman president, bro. Like it's probably not gonna happen. Mmm. The fucking <clears throat> the fucking hot takes from the pod. That's we're going viral. So <laughs> I really, I whenever I see something like that, and that's the option. Like, yeah, we could grind together and we could get it. I, I, you know what? I say shit in my head like, I prefer somebody just give you the bag. Because I think you would be nicer about it. I think the grind, I think the grind jades you. It hardens you a little bit. And it changes who you are, like, to your core. I think the grind can, like, really change you, like, I go to work, I go to work every day, I work hard for my money. I'm not the same guy that I was 14 years ago when I started. I'm not. I've I've seen things. I've I've been in conversations. I've seen repetitive behavior. I get told all the time, you see the worst in people. No, I don't see the worst in people. But I've seen this episode before. Like, this is what's going to happen. Here's how it's going to play out. 
And when it plays out like that, I don't get all cocky with the I told you so. That's just part of the game. I believe that a lot of these people that had to grind super hard and they become overly assertive assholes, those are the people where luck just needed to change and they just needed to be handed the bag and they'd probably be who they were really supposed to be. What now? What's y'all predictions for the joint? I I personally think Franklin will survive, but he gonna lose. I think Sissy gonna die. Damn, mama. Yeah, I think she gonna get killed. Like, cause it's just, and I don't know, like, who gonna do it per se, but like. I think she gonna die, but I don't know. Like on one end, do we do do is it is it possible that the nigga Alton come back? Is he dead? Dead? We is what what like is it possible? No, he coming back. That's how that's how Reed got his money. He broke into his crib and he stole his bank documents, but he needed some help to get that nigga's money, and I think that's that's why he's still alive. Because he helped him get that money. Mm. Mm. So Franklin's pop is still living. I yeah. think so. They just put him somewhere else, and he couldn't have no contact with Franklin and his wife. Reed got his ass put up somewhere, and he using him as a puppet. Or using him as a pawn. You can't have that nigga out here knowing your true identity threatening to put your true identity out anytime he feel like it. That nigga is probably in, you know, a fucking cage somewhere. Sweat camps, motherfucking with fucking <laughs> Fucking British Knights. What's this, 88, 89? Nigga was making British Knights. God. You know, another language and shit. All type of shit going on. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> Nicaraguan or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> new name, I, new alias, all that shit. You know, just look up and see Reed standing up with them glasses and go go to Alton. Like, damn, look at that nigga Alton. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Alton. Go right there. <laughs> Say, cuz, hey, mama. Alton right there on the corner. Cutting up the coconuts, mama. Look. <laughs> Wu Tang. Next show, next show on my on my list. Wu Tang. Yeah. Last season, I think um, the show never gets old to me. Some of the shit about the show kind of like, you know, all the fucking episode titles or Wu-Tang songs. Like, oh, you can tell niggas from Wu-Tang helped create the show because it's a little excessive sometimes. But yeah. then... Uh, it's it's like nothing. I think this is a good show. The only thing that pisses me off is the nigga playing Rizza. And yeah. I think everybody's talked about his speech pattern. He does not just do that with the Rizza character. I, I watched the nigga. He played Bobby Brown in the Whitney Houston movie. He did it there, too. He's fucking, he's on the Equalizer 2 with Denzel. He talks like that uh, <laughs> in that movie as well. Remember that shit about a nigga talk? That's how he talk. I was just gonna say that. Like, that's how that nigga talk, bro. Like, like 
you think that I could move the way you move when the justice leaks out of your ear? <laughs> I don't think so. He be holding his breath. In between. Dirty won't talk to me every time I call him. He doesn't pick up. <laughs> Sound like somebody choking him. The nigga Shamik Moore is still killing Raekwon. Still killing it. I don't even see that nigga as a person no more. I only see Raekwon. He's yeah, Raekwon for the rest of his life, bro. He's playing the chef, dog. He plays That's the shit out of the chef. Yeah, it'd be decent when niggas can like I ain't I ain't got into the Wu Tang. I watched like one season of it. I ain't really got into it yet, but like I, I like that first season for sure. It's, it's good. That, it's, that's good. Yeah. This season, um, I think it's gonna be ten episodes, like every other season. What's different about this season? They have three. Um, I guess you can call them dream episodes. They got three dream episodes that don't really push the storyline. It's kind of like, this is how things are happening through this person's eyes. So the first episode was ODB. And his little story was basically how he dealt with being in, or how he saw being in the music industry. And it was like through ODB's mind. And it was a play off of a lot of black exploitation joints and that, you know, heavily fucking influenced ODB's music, right? Because yeah. he, he was like a rapping version of black exploitation film. Uh, so I thought it was good. I thought the execution could have been a little bit better, but it wasn't a trash episode. It wasn't my favorite either, but it wasn't a trash episode. This week's episode. Is going to be the same thing, but it's going to be with Ray and Ghost and how they respond to more, I don't want to say poppy, but different music. The competition on the radio. They, they, hear, they hear fucking Biggie and they don't want his girl listening to it. They don't want Ghost girl listening to it. And then fucking. She like, I can't listen to y'all shit all the time. And them niggas feeling like, you know, we ain't got enough shit on the airwaves. For real, for real. And it's the evolution of Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, it's it's Biggie. It's One More Chance Remix. And that shit was on the motherfucking radio station. Literally played it two, three times back to back. Like, yo, no commercials for the next hour. And we going to spend 40 minutes playing one song it's that popular like that shit really happened i was outside i don't know if niggas was outside back then i was outside that happened and i wasn't even in new york yeah it happened it, it would happen <coughs> all types of places it would happen here you know you know, them, the radio just playing a song like I remember when the blueprint came out. Oh, 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 oh okay. The radio yeah, played that yeah, shit. Yeah, out here, the radio played that shit. Talking about just back. like playing the yeah, playing the whole album. Them, yeah, yeah, they played the whole. No, when the blueprint came out, they played that whole fucking album they, that they whole do, day. They do that for yay out here, like if you yeah, drop an album they, right they, now. They, when fucking um uh, what was that? What's that joint? Uh, graduation came out. 
they played that shit every single like every track. They, they played they played Donda on the radio the whole album for like two hours. So yeah, That's I can imagine that. Wow. <laughs> Wu Tang show was good. I do now. Now that you brought up Kanye, I got a question. Non TV related question. Hold on now, because I'm gonna do. It's March, so I'm gonna do a fucking NCAA March Madness bracket for this exact thing. <laughs> I can't wait. I want to be a part of that. <laughs> These are going to be two one seeds in this bracket. <clears throat> Whose tree is better? Hove's tree, which consists of, and we're just going to focus on two people plus Hove, Rihanna and Kanye, or Wayne's tree, Wayne. focusing on Wayne, Drake, and Nikki. Whose tree is better? Now we gotta we gotta put this in different categories. It's music, it's influence, and it's business acumen. Oh, it's, it's, it's easily Jaina. Yeah, bro. Easily. They all billionaires. All three billionaires. Yeah, it's easily Jaina. Yeah, because Wayne is, you know, next to broke. Drake is making good money, but he not he's nowhere near a Rihanna status. Him and Nikki could put their money together and wouldn't be <clears> close <throat> to any one of them niggas. In fact, all know. three of them niggas could put their money together and wouldn't <laughs> be close to one of them. You might be right about that for sure. Okay. I, I think I think I got that. That's on the head, right? They there, they man. probably I think collectively they might be worth a billion. I think collectively. Nah. Like, if nah. you factoring in their catalogs and everything that they have, like, I think collectively they might be worth a billion. But, like, Drake you said, close by itself. Drake yeah, Drake, Drake got like five, he probably right at 500 million. Probably, I'm guessing. I bet you Drake is at like, I can guarantee you Drake is at like a hundred million. I can't see it. A hundred, that's kind of low. That's kind of low. What did that oh, Canadian man do to you, Jay? No, Why would you? I, I mean, I ain't hating on. I just don't saying. think. I just don't think. Uh, you know uh, what I'm saying? He has the, the type of ventures that a Kanye or a Rihanna or a Jay Z has. That he don't. Like he, so, like you said, he. Uh, I, I, I think they still because I don't think Nikki probably Nikki probably got like two hundred somewhere in the hundred hundred and two hundred million range. But I think Drake still got like he he gotta have right at four hundred. You know what I'm saying? He's somewhere even, in that range, four hundred million. Even Nick, even Nikki's ventures, Nikki's shit got cut kind of short because she married a pedophile. So people people cut they turn their back on on Nikki for real for real. So I mean, she not she's not seeing as much money as she potentially could have, and she's definitely. Not seeing a Rihanna. I think what hurt her more than anything was the emergence of Cardi B. Yeah, that too. That as well was a was a very uh big haymaker uh to her situation. That punched her right in the gut. No bullshit. I don't think any of that is as impactful as her losing her writer. Yeah, I think the right. I think the writer did it. I think the writer and the influence did it. I think. 
Oh, 100%. Somebody was in that room with her telling her, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, try that again. Do that a little bit better. Is that Somebody, writing or is that like, uh, I ain't going to say like, like, because we know Ghost got, Drake got a ghostwriter to a degree, but like, I don't. I, I I ain't saying she don't. Somebody not writing some of her lyrics for her to a degree, but like I I think she's still writing a lot of them lyrics though. Like and I'll, I definitely you know now because they whack. Well, I don't want to just say the bars ain't whack. Them bars, the, today's Nikki bars are whack. I just don't think it. It for me, I'm gonna speak for me personally. I just think music changes so much and like you can't really afford hiatuses like nowadays you can't really you know what i'm saying like go away because we think that happened to wayne like the carter five was supposed to drop and got them in 2013 somewhere and that shit dropped what 2018 like like you can't go on hiatuses bro like in the map in, in, in music period like unless it's like you know pop or some shit like that like you can take a break and pop like the rap game is just ever so ever changing the sound the time the tune how how it's you know what i'm saying perceived like i i be in some of these like clubhouse rooms with these guys like like they they you should have y'all would have been crying like it's funny but i'm just like damn y'all really don't have an appreciation for the music that came before you like they they brought up uh, Ludacris, uh, what's the song? Uh, Make love to me. Oh, oh. I'm about to throw some game. They Go like, man, that game. shit goofy as hell. <laughs> like, what? That was the shit. Like, you sound crazy. Like, man, this shit, that shit goofy. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 that shit reminded me like I never like most of Ludacris's singles. I think I think that's why I hate him as an artist because I never liked most of his singles, and that's who I thought he was as an artist. But with Nicki, you you you're right. You can't take a hiatus. I think she popped too fast. I think she when I say pop too fast, I mean she went pop too fast. I was listening to the first album like the other day. I don't know why I have the album. Not sure. I'm I'm doing some self assessment, um, but I I have it, and I was listening to it cover to cover, bro. Fourteen tracks, I think. It's a lot of bullshit on there, like crossover shit. Mm-hmm. Pop record single shit. Super bass was on that motherfucker. I thought that was a fucking white woman song. I did not know. I thought that was like a white woman. <laughs> Super bass. Like, I thought that was somebody doing their best Nikki impersonation. One hit wonder. When I found out that was her joint on the album, I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, well, it makes sense. It, it it makes sense with everything else. Like, what did we get? We got um we got shitted on them. That that was a single, right? We got um I wish then I can have this moment for life. Like we got that. That was good. That was good for her and Drake. 
Big trash. And then Super Bass was out simultaneously. It was like four more singles. And then I looked at the joint. She didn't just drop that album one time. She dropped it like four times and added like two new tracks every time she dropped it. But she dropped the same album four times in a six-year span. Creatively, music isn't what your priority is anymore if that's how you're doing it but i can't think of anything that she was doing that really stuck i know she did some movies but shit they put meg in the she hulk episode so like i don't really feel like you gotta have acting chops to get in the movie you know what i'm saying right um she did some tv show shit she she got Queen's Queen Radio. Now I do think that's 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 a big form of media for a rapper to have. She's got a deal for Queen Radio on Apple on Apple Music, so they gave her the bag to do that. Uh you gotta remember that there was priority with these streaming platforms. So Apple paid Drake to make it to where they got priority for his his music. So it was streamed there for a week first before it was streamed anywhere else. It's a bag attached to that. That's why y'all got them both collectively at probably totaling 700. I think he's probably six, seven by himself. She's probably four, maybe five by herself. Uh, but taking that time away says a lot, uh, whether it's because you married a pedophile, whether you lost your creative juice, or the competition just got too thick, and you don't want nobody to see you lose, because nobody forgets when they saw you lose. But if you just don't compete and show up every now and then with, with, with a super freak record, you know, you sample Super Freak and you flipped it. I can lick it, I can ride it, I can spin it, inside it. Like, it's super <laughs> trash. But, like, that's that's what she's giving y'all. You're going to remember it. It's easy. It's contagious. Um, She gave y'all some other shit, too. I just it wasn't checked that long it. ago. Uh, Anaconda. Drake, like, 250 million. Yeah, 200, 260 million. Who? Drake. They say Nikki like 130 million and Wayne like 150 million. I told you. I don't don't believe it. Look, because the music, doing music don't get you the money. That's just like. You're right about that, though, Joe. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, because it's like they say you'd rather be a lawyer in the industry, understanding contracts, than being an artist. Because you 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 know what I'm saying? These guys uh they writing up contracts. And if you just trying to be an artist, you're not gonna make no money. That's why fifty cent is able to do what fifty cent does. Or that's why Jay Z is able to play it like he's able to play it, but he's still not making Eminem money because them niggas didn't have contracts like an Eminem. Dr. Dre gave them niggas they money out the gate. Fifty Cent got his once he, you know, once he got his shit right, M gave him his shit, his masters and shit. So he That's can go better. out and make money. That's better. You're a genius. We just stumbled across a better, and I'm going to write all this shit down too. So 
the the music tree of Dr. Dre, you got Eminem and 50 Cent in the musical tree of Dr. Dre going up against Hove, Rihanna, and Ye. Oh, still? Hell yeah. What? Because like it's like you said, you saying when you say the business part of it, they killing them like still. Like like 50's not a billionaire. Nah. I don't and, think Eminem's one. Because <laughs> nah, music music gets you money, but you're not getting that much fucking money from that. And the 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 the, the producers and the executives and all the motherfuckers is getting the bread from you in that industry. But business business acumen isn't the biggest piece of the pie. It's, it's, an, it's an important it piece. But I don't it ain't, think the, it ain't really. the making the music. I tell you it, that. It, 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 you know, it's like, like when you think about Yeezy, like the Yeezy shit, like all that, like that's what turned Kanye in from being just a rapper to a mogul. You know what I'm saying? Like once he started doing that, clothes and shoes yeah, and shit. That's that, what that changes you. And the same thing happened with Rihanna. She went from being a the the you know what I'm saying a pop star, whatever, R and B star, to when she come out with that fancy makeup, shit, it's makeup over and, and underwear. That shit was selling out in 30 seconds. <laughs> that shit was selling out like wrestling tickets in the nineties. Now if you posing like music, like just music, right? Who's more influential? I think Jay and them might be last. Yeah, definitely. If it's just music, <clears throat> I don't think Hove and his tree make it to the Sweet 16. If we're starting with 32, I don't think Hove and his squad make it to the Sweet 16. Mm. Maybe not, not the Elite Eight. Maybe let me let me say that. They right. won't make it to the Elite Eight. I can see that. If it's just music because Rihanna, she's not dropping no more music, bro. Like what she got out there today. <laughs> that's it, bro. She might have another baby. She is not finna fucking give y'all niggas these mom bars. She's not finna give y'all niggas mom bars. It's not happening. Nope. She gonna come and perform that old shit like Britney Spears and Celine Dion do, and y'all gonna, gonna pay me my money. You gonna get this fucking lip liner, this lipstick, this concealer, uh, and you gonna love it. I can't really even blame her though, cause it's just like ain't nothing musically she ever really got to do again though. Like she done done it all in music. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now she focused on that life after music, which is the real bag though. Like once you done made it, you know what I'm saying? It's time to kind of like, if you know what I'm saying? Focus on that long term shit. Like she can do this fashion shit forever now. Yep. I'm selfish. I missed it when my music artist only wanted to do music. They put out an album every year, whether you wanted to hear from them or not, whether you were going to faithfully listen to the project or not. I'm I'm that kind of selfish. Like, I'm disappointed. I haven't heard shit from Wale in like a year or two. I don't even think I've seen a nigga on socials in like six months. I'm like, damn, let's not go to rehab or something. As, as talented as he is, and we know he's talented, but 
he's another rapper that like today's rappers that kind of like tuned him out. Like, I mean, I ain't gonna say today's rapper, like society kind of like don't want to hear his type of music no more, like at a mainstream level. He fell in that Rockefeller, Rock Nation shit too. And they kind of, you know, shitted on him. Yeah. He just did yeah, it. He, he changed labels too much. I think that nigga might got six albums. He's got a different label imprint on every album. Yeah. <laughs> Either you're hard to get along with or you make some bad decisions with your contractual obligations. Either way, sir. Let's get in the booth. You don't like Wale? Nah, I say I fuck with Wale. Like, like I really do. Like, but I just know how, you know what I'm saying, how the game is. Like, you only, you only, you, you gotta be like a major star, which he never really was, quote unquote. Like, like, like you have to be that to kind of like fall back, like, and take a break. Like, Jay can drop an album and it's gonna be, that's Jay Z type shit. Wale just was a buzzing. Yeah, you know. That's all it is. I mean, he he got on the album. He got on the songs. You know what I'm saying? He featured on some of the better songs that you would constantly hear him on that were constantly in the clubs and on the radio. But it's just the people didn't take to him like they took to a Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He in they realm. He definitely in they realm. That's right where he is. And, you know, when when you miss that, when you overshoot that or you just fall under that, then you're left in the dust for real, for real. Because mm-hmm. only other people, that, and then the people that they giving attention that's behind them, like the little brothers of that, are like Big Sean and fucking uh, what's the other cat name? Uh, and then you got Drake. Drake is doing the poetry, the poet type, you know, sing songy music and girl come over my house and I'm fresh and I'm jiggy and all this other shit. You you you're competing with too much. It's it's hard for the it's hard for the conscious rappers though. Yeah. It's like if you a conscious rapper, like and like before them guys, you had a guy like Lupe. Like but Lupe did that. If you are what you say, you that type of shit. That shit gonna cross over, and you ain't gotta never make another song. Wale ain't do that. Like Lupe could chill off that song right there forever. What you mean, Wale ain't do that? <laughs> Hold up. Hold he on, made buddy. a he made a song like that, a crossover song like that. Yeah. What song? Hold on, I'm pulling. I'm pulling the joint up right now. I took that personally. Hold on, my nigga. I know you're a Wale fan and shit. You should know some shit off the you game. Know that shit off the game. Off the top of my head, Lotus Flower Bomb. Okay, that's, that's not the same crossover. Like when you got the white boy that's a pop a rock star at the time, whatever he was. Like that shit just. It's like when Jay Z did. That's what made Jay Z the way he was when he did that shit with Blink One Eighty Two. He he changed lanes. You mean uh, what's the name? Uh, Lincoln uh, Park. Lincoln Park. Park my yeah. bad. Thank you. Yeah. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. He, 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 he changed lanes on them niggas though. Yeah. Um, I don't see a I don't see a a, a white involved crossover. He does do a great job at the flips. You know, the less chill. Uh, yeah. P-Y- 
Lotus Flower Bomb. He's yeah. got a, he's got a couple yeah. off of every album. Yeah. Uh, that's like pop crossover. Is what I'm saying, like I think like, the closest he got to a pop crossover was bad, and that was still R and B. And that was still R and B. Yep. Damn. I I hate to say it, but Wale is just too black. Yeah. Like and we it, love him. Exactly. And you gotta, that's just like the Roots. The Roots have a core fan base, and that's where Wale will fall. He gonna, you gonna fall in the category of a black thought now. Whereas you just gotta be, you gotta appreciate the base that you get. Cause he has, he has core fans. He has people that fuck with him for real, for real. For real. But he just can't, he, for, he was, like you said, he went from so many different labels, he never could find his pocket. Where he could just oh I I sold another two three million on different songs, you know what I'm saying? He just never got to that point. And just was never better than the dudes that's in his lane. That like was, he was yeah. never better than J-, J Cole, never better than Kendrick. Like yep. And they even tried. They even had him. At, didn't him and J Cole <coughs> have like a little beef or something like that? They did a little little song yeah. back and forth. Yeah. That didn't even help it. Yeah. Well. He doesn't help because before before it was popular to like get your shit off, he was going to interviews, radio interviews, calling into radio stations, and going off on niggas. Like it, it's a fucking it's a YouTube clip out there, like twenty three minutes long of him on the phone. Had a radio station going off about some shit the label did and how the the radio station don't re, re, uh, support him and all this cool shit. He did that before niggas really understood. Like, hey, you you know you can't do certain things because like it's gonna live forever because of the internet, right? <laughs> you know, you know, uh, be, it, like it's online. Well, they it said fuck like the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's like nigga, fuck that. I gotta get my feelings off. Yeah. And like you even said, like, yeah, I went and did interviews when I wasn't in the mood to do them and they didn't come out the best. Like, you you know you're gonna lose fans because of that, right? Like, you know your album not selling because niggas saw you on TV and you was being a nonchalant asshole. Like, I don't know. He he's but I think it's just typical. Like learning you grow shit, but he just gotta do it in front of millions. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna make some rules for this shit, cause we're gonna get into this bag. Uh I think we're gonna do that next week. That shit's gonna be perfect. I'm I'm gonna get some I'm gonna call them music trees, because I when I think about a tree, I think like Bill Belichick and his coaching tree. Like it's mad niggas that came from Bill Belichick's coaching tree. That ain't worth a damn. You know what I'm saying? Romeo Cornell, uh, fucking Josh McDaniels, that nigga that went uh, and coached Notre Dame for like five years. Like these niggas uh, was great with Bill Belichick, but the further and further they get out of this nigga orbit, they just look like regular ass coaches. But at the height, at the height of visibility, because you standing next to Bill, usually after a Super Bowl win, mm-hmm. these niggas go get jobs that take care of them forever. And then niggas realize, yo, that motherfucker, Weiss, 
Charlie Weiss, that nigga's mid, bro. That nigga's a mid coach. Speaking of football, it's a sad day. The world is yours. It's a sad fucking day. Awful fucking day. I think I said it too loud. I think I might even said it on the pod, but I definitely feel like I said it too loud and too often. Like, niggas was like, yo, Derek Carr is out there. Y'all would be lucky to get Derek Carr. No, bro. I would be lucky if my fucking coach started the healthy black quarterback that's sitting on the bench. I don't care if this nigga throws me 50 interceptions to go with the 50 fucking touchdowns. I don't care, bro. Somebody needs to take a knee for Jameis Winston. J-Bo! This nigga's still on the books, bro. Now look at us. We have four. One, two, three, four fucking quarterbacks on my team. We have Vanilla Vic. We got the Red Rocket. We got J-Bo. And we got this nigga Derek Carr wearing mascara like Batman, like the Twilight Batman. He looked like Jackie Moon in (laughs) semi-pro. Just look at his eyes. Just look at my eyes. Don't look at my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is disgusting, bro. Yeah, man. I hate that we got Derek Carr, dog. I hate that. Like, why do they, like, I saw this, I saw this, like, comic strip that's, like, that shows the Saints as a car lot, and Derek Carr comes in with his old beat-up car, and the Saints got their Saints uh, jumper cables hooked up to him. Trying to revitalize him. And it's just like, leave that broken shit where it's at. They got motherfuckers coming from the combine. They got motherfuckers that's going to be in the draft. Uh, maybe they're using them for leverage in the draft. Who knows? I doubt it. They're going to use that nigga. That's going to be our fucking QB, man. That's our fucking quarterback, bro. And this <laughs> nigga's getting paid. And speaking of getting paid. Speaking of getting paid. Daniel Jones uh-huh. from the New York football giants. Gotta love him. Four years. 160 mil. God damn, what you gonna do with all that dough? Why? Franchise tag on Saquon, which is understandable. We haven't seen enough of Saquon healthy on the field to really get that nigga a contract worth a damn. And I'm still in the thought that you don't pay a running back. When that first contract's up for the running back, get him the fuck out of here. Or franchise him, one or the other. But you should be prepared with a backup running back by the time this nigga contract expires, like Zeke and Tony Pollard. 
unfortunately, <laughs> Tony Pollard's contract was expiring and Zeke already got paid. <clears throat> you can't put that toothpaste back in the jar. He <laughs> can't put that toothpaste back in the jar. Back yeah, man, and I already, I already got this money out the ATM, man. It ain't no sense in me bringing it back, man. <laughs> I just, yeah, so they franchise tag Tony Pollard, but I know Zeke is going to be homeless come midseason if he even start the season with the with the Cowboys. Derrick Henry's on the trading block. Niggas have niggas are thinking about trading Derrick Henry. A fucking tank with dreads. And you thinking about trading that nigga? With Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback, bro? I'll knock all this shit off the table. <sighs> and I don't and I don't often do this. So I'm gonna do this and it's gonna bring a little sadness to my heart. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> black quarterbacks are being disrespected in the NFL. And damn it, I've had enough of this shit. He's making more. Daniel Jones make more than Patrick Mahomes? No. No. Yeah. No. What are you getting? $140 million over five years? years. Um, and Patrick and Mahomes got like 31. Uh, Pat, Pat sounds like a, like a 10 year some crazy deal. Pat got some some half a billion. Some yeah, he, he had it. You know what I'm saying? Pat, Pat decent. But, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> but uh, Daniel Jones is making more than Lamar Jackson. Derek Carr is making more than Lamar Jackson. Geno Smith is making more than Lamar Jackson. And the list goes on. It's like five other mid-quarterbacks that are making more than Lamar Jackson with the non-exclusive franchise tag. The exclusive franchise tag would have gave them like 13 more mil to bump it from 32 to 45. They didn't even think the nigga was worth making it non-exclusive. They was like, yo, somebody want to come over here, throw some first-round picks? Yeah, we'll let you go, my nigga. Like, that's disrespect. It is disrespect for sure. But I think a lot of it is that they they probably thinking Lamar not going to play. Because huh. I would. Especially since y'all not paying me. I'm not playing another motherfucking second for you motherfuckers. Because I could get hurt again. And here I am playing for y'all. And y'all not trying to pay up. Y'all not trying to give me nothing. And then here go Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. This nigga got guaranteed money. And he, you know what I'm saying? He accused of rape. Sexual assault. So Either way, <laughs> my nigga Harrisman. This nigga is in there. But y'all guarantee him two hundred and something mil, and y'all telling me what y'all y'all could give me one fifty? Cleveland always makes bad decisions, though they don't they don't drive they don't drive other teams to do anything differently because they just 
they kind of did that to put other quarterbacks in a bad position. It's a poison pill contract. Right. Like uh, a million years ago, this nigga named Omar Sikh played for the Bulls. Played his ass off. Played his ass off. Little foreign white dude, kind of heavy center. Uh, he, he was pretty good. He might be, today, he might be a Jokic. You know what I'm saying? Not, not that <laughs> but he played pretty good for the Bulls. Free agency time came. Uh, the Rockets offered, they had to, they offered a contract to him and they called it a poison pill contract. So it was a certain amount of money and the Bulls didn't want to match it. But not only uh, did they not want to match the money, thinking about their future, the contract went up progressively like 15% each year. So by like the fifth year of the contract, he would have been the highest paid nigga on the team and you wouldn't have been able to pay nobody else on the team. Well, we just got this nigga out the draft. We're getting this nigga out the draft next year. We're not going to be able to re-sign them if this nigga's on the books. Poison pill contract. They structured it like that for a reason so that if they do steal a nigga, like, we, we just want to keep him from you. That's what Cleveland did by paying Deshaun Watson all that fucking guaranteed money. We're going to fuck up the market for quarterbacks. Who's in our division? Who's got a quarterback with a contract coming up soon? We want niggas to see this. We want niggas to see this so that, number one, it can make it harder. Negotiations is different now. You see Deshaun getting this money. He was sitting on the couch for a year. Kirk Cousins, guaranteed contracts. That nigga suck on primetime TV. With Lamar... Is it about the contract length or is it about the guaranteed money? Or is it about the color? <laughs> no, I mean, on his end, on his end, is it? Oh, it's the guaranteed money. Absolutely. It's, it's the it gotta guaranteed money. It got to be. It, it, it got to be. It wasn't preposterous. What was it like? 180? Bro, let me ask. This this just be real. Out of all them quarterbacks we just named, right? Uh He's never hit a DeAndre Hopkins. Never. Steroids. I don't give a fuck if he was on heroin. He's never hit (laughs) a DeAndre Hopkins. But that matters. That matters. (laughs) He was on steroids. What you mean? Houston knew that too. Houston knew that too. That's why I got that name. No, man. I don't know, man. I don't think he's just a diehard steroid because, like, he he clearly ain't using. They, they once you get popped, they they on your ass. But you he you could you could be on to something because, like, a motherfucker recently just told me, like, once you fail a drug test, like, they don't expose the NFL has a policy where they don't expose you, like, to the media to the. To the to the, you know what I'm saying, the public to after your failed your fifth failed drug test. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Now that's the first one. Okay, so he's never had a D hop. 
Okay. But for the most part, right, I look at what Philly did with Jalen Hurts, right? Why Baltimore didn't do that for him? Like, we all know that Lamar is not your prototypical quarterback. But that don't mean he can't be successful for you. This man won an MVP. Unanimous. Exactly. Do the most touchdowns in the league that year. So, like, for me, I just believe if you give him a team where he don't have to always create or manipulate something and he can just actually make make reads because they're there like like it's hard to say that he can't make reads when we see that he's not playing with the most talented rosters like it's it's hard to truly say that yeah sometimes he overthrow receivers but i think he overthrowing receivers that you can easily say just ain't on the same page as him and and they're not as good as what he does like like they they're not just quality receivers like hollywood brown was decent mark andrews now that's a hell of a tight end but He's still more of a blocking tight end. That, you know what I'm saying? He's not your, He's not no Travis Kelsey or nothing like that. Where he's he, not gonna pull a Gronk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a good tight end though. But I think if you give Lamar more talent, because that's what they tell him they don't want to pay him for. They're gonna bring some more talent. But how long y'all gonna keep telling me this bullshit? I, it's, they don't like the Patriots was going on in the Patriots while I'm taking. You know what I'm saying? Pay cuts like I'm Tom Brady. And we ain't winning shit. But see, I think I think they were there. I think they did what Philly did. Uh, what was that? Two seasons ago where in like the last week before the regular season, they had two running backs go down with like ACL and Achilles injuries. Like, mm-hmm. didn't that happen like two years ago? Like, they, they were pretty deep at the running back. Like, I think they were attempting to do it then. Okay, you take a big hit to your roster super close to the beginning of the season. Okay, we got some shit got to shake, right? We got to make, we got to change some shit up. Um, <clears throat> They get these veteran receivers out there that aren't the best. They They had better days behind them. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with draft picks. It's not getting offensive players. They must be getting fucking O-line niggas, D-line niggas. Like, I don't know what the fuck they do with draft picks because that's cheap, free fucking talent. You know what I'm saying? You just got to look at the history of Baltimore, though. Like, they never had great receivers. They they never. I don't think their coach can do it. I don't think their coach can coach to a style that's conducive for Lamar. Yeah, he's too old school for one. You're going to need a new innovative type of head coach to kind of like change the playbook a little more and be, be you know what I'm saying, he's too old school or whatever. You could you can clearly see that they got, you know, they got the, the leash on Lamar. They kind of ain't letting them unleash and, I think if you had a playbook like how Philly's running a playbook, which, you know, like, I still think Philly just, like, when I look at Devontae Smith, like, they drafted that player. He was one of the best receivers. He was clearly, arguably, the, he was the best receiver in that draft, like, when he came out. So, like, I might be wrong, but I think, I don't think Jamar Chase came out. Did Jamar Chase come out of that draft? He might have did. 
Um, is this Devontae's third year, I think? Uh, Jamar came out. The, he came out. Um, Jamar Chase came out the year after. Uh, the year after Burrow. Right. So and I think Devontae was in Joe Burrow's draft. I think, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, he might have came in that draft. Either either way, Devontae Smith is is an up and coming type of receiver. AJ Brown is a very good receiver. Like you got two good receivers. You know what I'm saying? They Philly got a, a very good tight end. You know what I'm saying? Like great running game. Like I just think that's a better offensive team, and and I just think a guy like Lamar, as great as he is. And and to me, he did, you know what I'm saying, the same shit, basically, Jalen Hurts did this year with way less talent. Way less talent. Def- the Jalen Hurts' defense is better than LeBron's defense, and his offense is better than his. Like, it's, to me, if you give Lamar that type of opportunity, I can't see him like not delivering until he shows me that okay, yeah. But either way, he still deserves his money. They paying everybody except for him because they don't label him as just an an incredible athlete, not an incredible quarterback, which is lame. But. I don't see him getting paid. I don't see the Ravens paying him. Uh, I think I think at best, if he plays uh, this year franchise, next year franchise with the potential, like, okay, we got to get this nigga out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we got to use this nigga like a fucking poker chip. We got to get this because he's not going to play. He's going to refuse to play. It's going to be a big deal. And then somebody's gonna have to take that franchise money and then make a contract out of it that he sees fit. But no matter what happens, he's going to get paid. Like I wanted some other niggas to get paid so that it could be okay. So now niggas are setting the bar. Like I'm glad he got franchised. I wish they would have gave him the 45 instead of the 32. Cause I'm not getting out of bed for 32, bro. <laughs> I say that with zero million dollars in my bank account, but if I'm the head quarterback of this football team, I'm not getting out of bed for the guaranteed 32 because it might be my last because I could go out here and take a hit that takes me off the field forever. Mm-hmm. I don't have no protection behind that. You know what I'm saying? I think that nigga's like, what, 26, 27, 28? Like, that nigga's young. Like, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, I hope he gets paid. I really hate that he, they couldn't fix this. Like, I'm looking at the Ravens like, is y'all niggas cheap? Do y'all remember what life was like before Lamar? Like, it was it was Joe Flacco post-Super Bowl. It was uh, Tyrod Taylor. It was, you know, it was a lot of ifs and maybes. A bunch of niggas that's, that, that are journeymen in their career today. 
So that's kind of crazy. Uh, Daniel Jones getting his bread. Hey man, uh, let, let keep keep paying these other niggas so that you don't have any justification not to pay Lamar. There he is. And and your man, uh, what's his name? He coming up soon too. Jalen Hurts coming up soon on a contract too. So like, niggas gonna have they to get. They don't. They don't fuck him too though. Watch. I don't think the Eagles do that. Now I'm, I I, I'm, I'm, I don't I don't think he's getting Mahomes money either. But I I don't think the Eagles do that. I think they ask him to to make some better decisions. But like I said, for the Super Bowl shit, he got bailed out with that holding call because losing's not his fault now. He got bailed out for that. That was a bailout. So he don't have to wear that stink from the Super Bowl loss because it's like he didn't do it. I got these niggas up. The defense couldn't keep Patrick Mahomes from being Patrick Mahomes. And he's the fucking greatest quarterback ever. So like I, you, you don't even get stink from losing to the greatest quarterback ever. But the thing about Jalen Hurts, and this is how they this is how they get you, right? What's gonna happen is I don't know if you've been paying attention. Philly done lost a offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's expendable. Yeah, I mean, it ain't so much that they suspend, but I just think when you lose your OC and your DC, like, that's going to be, you know, key. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a factor. Like, I ain't saying you can't replace these guys, but more than likely, they were very influential to what happened to that team's success last year. And I don't know if they I, – I don't believe they go back to the Super Bowl next year. You know what I'm saying? I definitely don't believe that. Cause that's just hard to do Yeah, that's just hard to do itself. But I told you at the beginning of the season, I said uh, the Rams don't make the Super Bowl, and you was like, "Yo, you crazy, DJ." I said, "Yo, uh, Green Bay don't don't win the division. Vikings win the division. Yo, you crazy? You put some money on it." Yeah, I'll be right, bro. Oh my God, Negro Domus, not, not you jerking your own self off, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, sometimes you got to do it with the left hand and call it the stranger. You know what I'm saying? No? No? All right, maybe. Get ambidextrous with it. Uh, I, I, I think we should have probably opened with this. I, I totally forgot. I didn't look at the agenda. <sighs> black people, black people in, will never get old to me. Like, I love it when we get in a really good position to do some cool shit and we do some nut-up shit instead. Now, I also believe that none of this is happening without somebody wanting it to happen. Um, John Morant. They was talking at the beginning of the season. He's going to be the face of the league. He's not a foreign guy. 
He does the cool dances. He can gritty. Uh, people love him. And he's so good. He's just on a small market team. But he he's going to be the face of the NBA. He didn't have those bad moments like Luka when Luka gets hot, you know, at his teammates or at the refs. Or he's a little hot-headed. Luka got his first coach fired. Like, he got to carry that, right? Uh, Trey Young's balding, and he don't win enough games. So who's going to be the face of the NBA? Can't be Jokic, even though this nigga's about to get his third fucking MVP, which is amazing. He's about to get his third consecutive MVP. Uh, but this nigga, Ja, was going to be the face of the NBA. And over the course of the season, I uh, had an issue with the Pacers. He had words with them. They left the arena, you know, very quick after the game was over. One of them niggas snitched, said, oh, it's a red beam in the bus. And maybe John Moran said something about a red beam. So that shit, that story came out pretty quick. Recently, a story came out about an incident that happened in, I think it was February, with like a 17-year-old kid and a gun and either the kid leaving and getting nine people and coming back with a gun or I don't know. It was some shit. And then something happened at a foot locker with John Moran's mama and John Moran popped up over the summer, but it's March. If that shit is coming out now, it's because somebody wants that shit to come out. And in response to all of this shit coming out, because I started hearing a bunch of shit about Ja. I mean, we've heard it for the last couple weeks. He's playing gangster. He's doing all this shit he shouldn't be doing. He's playing tough. He's from a gated community. He had both parents in his household, blah, blah, blah. Cool shit. But in response to all of this shit, a young man in the strip club on a Friday evening. What is he doing? He's not paying attention to the titties. He's not paying attention to the titties. He's not paying attention to the titties. Nah. Nah, not, not, not that. He is fucking posing with a gun. He's posing with a gun. We had the fucking Quavo grill in, and he's posing with a little ass pistol. Well, not little, but it was maybe it was small. It was small, right? It should look like a water pistol. I'm like, is it just me? Is that gun small? Is that like the, is that the 380? Is that Niggas tried to say it was a lighter. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's good. That's good. Now that's good. We was talking about good lives in the green room. That's good. <laughs> that's a good line. That makes good me. Lighter. Just lighting up that za, Adam Silver. Uh, so, I, 
You know what? Pose with your guns. Pose with your, with your Quavo teeth in your mouth at the strip club when you should be, you know, looking at titties. Uh, go, go do your pose. Do your little pose, Ja. Like the Za, do your little pose, Ja Morant. It's cool. Just don't post it. That's all he had to do. He didn't yeah. have to push send. He could have took the video, kept that video for himself. Hey, when niggas come over, I'm going to show this shit on my 85-inch TV. I want niggas to see how John Morant is living for the city. But no, he's not that smart. I don't even know if he thought he put it in his close friends and he just like put it out there but i wouldn't even send that to my close friends because now they can hold it over your head and blackmail you you know what i'm saying yeah he, he just he 23 though you can't expect him to you know what i'm saying do anything super smart i guess unless somebody's telling him but can't nobody don't seem like can't nobody tell john nothing Yeah, I don't think, I think plenty of people have told him, you know. Is, is he listening? Well, hey, hey, don't, don't be so tough, man. Hey, gritty. Just do some more gritty. Like, do some, oh yeah, I like when you do that little dance, nigga boy. Like, no. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know. I, maybe hard-headed. <laughs> This is a bad, a very bad couple of weeks for him. Ever since that incident with Shannon Sharp, like it's been downhill. It's just been one thing after another, after another. He did something with Uncle Shay Shay. <laughs> when, they, when they tried to press Uncle Shay at the, at the game, yeah. Yeah, shit been rough ever since, like. I, I don't think he bounces back from this now. I don't think it's a fatal flaw. I don't think the nigga going to go play basketball in China like fucking Allen Iverson did. The nigga's not going to Turkey. You feel me? But is he going to lose some advertisements? Oh, yeah. He just got that Nike deal. Yeah, and they gave, they gave him some leftover Kyrie's. I know a Kyrie Irving shoe when I see a Kyrie Irving shoe. You know. <laughs> they couldn't wait for Kyrie to get off. <laughs> so now you're not low. We, we seen that. We seen that. That is the Kyrie shoe with a Javarant logo. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. We got to do something with this next age of Kyrie's. <laughs> We all made three hundred thousand of these shoes, man. What are we gonna do? Ayo, rip the seams out. That ki seam, rip that motherfucker out. Child, what's your logo? Oh, your logo ain't popping yet. Cool. Ayo, gonna gonna make some shit up for my man, right quick. And then that's how it happened. Um, yeah, you you lose an ad dollars, niggas. 
Niggas do not want to be seen standing next to you doing business when this is the type of guy you are off the court. When it comes time to sign his contract, I think he's in his third year, right? Uh. So he's due to sign a contract in the next year or two. Guess what? When it's time to sign a contract, niggas is going to remember. You've had some... Some, some, some run-ins, you know what I'm saying? What do you call it? Hey, you gotta say the boy. Boy got a dirt on him, you know? Hey, dirt <laughs> on him. But Lonzo said, "You gotta have some dirt on you so people can trust you." Just not like this much dirt. Carmelo Anthony. I don't know if this is new, but it's relevant. This nigga Mello said, yeah, I go speak to David Stern. And David Stern like, why you do me like that? David Stern said, yo, you want to be in the streets? Or do you want to be in the NBA? You're fucking with it. Corporation now. I know who you with. I know where you live at. I know when you close your eyes. Mello said, that's how I knew the NBA was fucking with the feds. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Mello had a conspiracy theory. That's how I knew that Mello wasn't going to be in the league. Definitely never again. <laughs> he knew that at that moment. That's how I knew. Because <laughs> he definitely was trying that nigga's patience. Like, he was done. He already knew. But I think also, you know, David Stern ain't, ain't around. Shit no more. So he ain't, like, controversial as hell. You know, R.P. David Stern. But, yeah. Man, Jack, man, look. Ja, I'm I'm talking. Oh, do you ever listen to this, Ja? <laughs> Sit your ass down. Basically, you get nothing out of this, but 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 losses. What do you get out of an NBA player, you sir, showing a three eighty mag on live? What do you get out of that? Besides a fifty game suspension. They suspended the boy fifty? That's what they talking about. Damn. I thought he only got suspended for two games. They, man, they talking about a fifty game suspension, man. Like, That's the rest real. of the season, nigga. Mutual agreement that he would sit out two games. That wasn't even like an official suspension, so he still gets paid. But He's currently under investigation. Uh-huh. Colorado police are investigating John Moran. Does the nigga live in Colorado? Fuck no, but that's where it happened at. But that's where the fuck it happened. <laughs> he about to get that Colorado justice. He done, he done violated the motherfucking, what's the, he done violated the integrity clause in his contract, bro. Yeah, 
he bought a weapon on on a plane. So that make it federal. Ain't not supposed to do that. And Colorado's an open carry state. But it's still illegal to possess a firearm while you under the influence of alcohol. He was at Titty Bar. He looked inebriated. I've rarely seen the nigga not playing basketball. So I've seen a nigga like at his peak focus. But it's something about them fucking LED lights, them strobe lights, man. <laughs> that nigga looked like he was in the zone. He looked like a pill popping animal. That nigga had that. <laughs> he called the prick dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Where is John? <laughs> what would John do at a time like this? <laughs> he would pop the point 30, nigga. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. It was titties around. Like, did he not, do he not like titties? Is he an ass man? They, I mean, it's Colorado. I don't think they got like the top tier strippers. But you at a high altitude, my nigga. Smoke some hookah and enjoy the vibe and fucking sing Drake songs while this young lady shoves dollar bills in her butthole. That's that rich Denver cootie cat. Rich Denver cootie cat. Yeah. <laughs> Smell like. Oh, this my new shit. Yo, we talked about Stephen Wonder. Yeah, last week we talked about my man, and y'all niggas been hitting me from every fucking angle, telling me I'm wrong. Like sending me memes and videos of this nigga being blind. Let me tell you something. He wasn't being blind in those moments. He had on the big, thick, dark glasses. I got my pupils dilated. Gave me the same Jones. Wouldn't let me drive home. I feel like I could be Stevie Wonder too. <laughs> Well, go ahead on and go real blind then, DJ, and then drive home. See, see how motherfuckers fed in. Nah, this is my beef though. Now I'm beefing with the whole community. All you handicapped niggas. Oh, shit. All you handicapped niggas. Come to death row. Like, nah, we beefing. We gonna square up when I see you. Handicapped niggas, we are going to square up as best you can. So when you see me, don't ask no questions. It's on site. If you got one arm, put your hand up. Right? When you see me coming, put your nub up. Guard your grill. Because I'm, I'm so mad that niggas is caping for fucking the handicapped community 
in my fucking inbox, in my fucking email. Like, niggas is really, like, yo, you, you disrespectful to the handicapped community. Yo, here's, here's what I want to know. If these handicapped niggas want to be treated like equal, they want to be treated like the capable, handicapable, that's what they call us. They want to be treated like normies. Why y'all niggas got the good parking space? Why y'all niggas got the good parking space if you want to be treated like everybody else? Nah, my nigga, do six laps around this Walmart parking lot looking for a space like me, all right? Now you just like me. Now you just like me. It's over for you niggas out here that's handicapped just getting special privileges. Oh, you get to ride in a wheelchair through the airport. No, my nigga, you want to be normal. You want to be treated like a normal person. You don't want nobody to hold your hand when you're walking down the hallway. But when you're in the airport, you want a nigga to push you down the, the fucking whole airport in a, in a wheelchair. Nah, fuck that. Get your ass up. Make some moves happen. If you can't get to your gate, then don't fly no more, my nigga. Don't fly. That's it. It's on site for you niggas. I don't care if you hard of seeing, hard of hearing, if you looking <laughs> six toes. It's terrible. <laughs> it's if I catch you niggas out here slipping, just know. Put your fucking. I don't care if you can feel the kick in the ass because you can't feel below your waist. I'm still going to kick your ass. That nigga crazy. <laughs> what beef do you have against the 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 challenged, the physically challenged? Because it's niggas been caping for them, and I don't think it's justified cape. I don't think that cape is deserved. Like when I say the shit about those artistic people, I ain't getting no hate. What nobody caping for the artsy niggas on the specky? You know what I'm saying? Them niggas, them niggas was on the specky. Nobody caked for them. I say Stephen Wonder can see. And niggas is like, yo, I can't. <laughs> that's preposterous, DJ. Here's <laughs> proof. No, that's not proof, my nigga. It's, it's just what looks like a blind man walking around with a helper. We never even seen my nigga with the cane. With the daredevil cane, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about, you stupid ass. Bro. TJ crazy. is fucking crazy, bro. Yes. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. Nah, it's up for them niggas, though. Every time. If y'all see him, look, we at war as a pod. My pod brothers. We at war with the handicap. Y'all niggas like I'm not helping you push niggas out of wheelchairs, I'm not, bro. I'm not on this narrative, I'm gang. I'm not on this narrative, gang. I can't lie to you, G. I, I'm not, not clipping crutches. 
I fuck with you. I do a lot of crazy shit with you, but this one I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't sign up for this guy. I'm not. I'm not spinning around in a circle and tossing midgets. I'm just mm-hmm. not doing it, bro. Mm-hmm. You're not even calling them little people. So you in the van with me? <laughs> Don't put me in the van with you. Don't put me in the van with you, man. <laughs> you in the van with me, like? Because yeah. I didn't call it. Because I'm not politically correct. Yo, <laughs> just think about to go gangbang on the handicap. If Boo Wop came on the pod next week and said, man, niggas who wear polo association shirts, oh. it's not for you niggas. Guess what? Every time I see a nigga in the polo association, he get ooh-wop the bamboo. Ooh-wop, bam, bam, bam. So look here, man. I'm not going to have no beef with them people. Them my people, man, like, and even if I potentially had beef with them, bro, like, that's different from fucking with handicapped people, bro. Like, all the way different, bro. Like, that'll be just, like, we ain't spending no more money with them type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like to physically assault these people, gang, I don't know, man. Like, they already have been through enough. Why didn't get the best parking space? Like, let's just start. If we're not going to put hands on them, let's just take their parking spaces. Let's just park our cars in their parking spaces. I get a ticket like three years ago for that shit, boy. I, <laughs> shit was insane, gang. Yo, wow, dude, y'all really just go right here. Like this shit is y'all got nothing better to do. You see this shit coming <laughs> out? Y'all niggas been disrespecting the handicap. Trying to. It was like I didn't even it wasn't like the handicap, you know, joint draw on the parking spot where you like really notice or the yellow outlines. Like it was like a fucking look sign like on the storefront. Like so I really wasn't paying no attention. I ain't never been to this gas station. I just pulled up there. I got a, you know what I'm saying, a spot by the door shit. But I seen this weak ass police officer writing tickets to somebody else that was parked or some shit. I don't I'm thinking like he might have I didn't see why they got pulled over or anything, so I'm not knowing like what, what he owned, but he writing up the exact same ticket. Uh, he he came right to my window. He said, So you didn't see me over there? Like, no, motherfucker. I was going in the stove shit. Minding my fucking business. You should have told him. I saw you. Still part. Slow ass. Pig. Like, y'all, let's just call a thing a thing. From now on, like, I'm I'm going to pod that life. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pod that life, but I'm going to live the life that I thought 
I haven't always done that. I might have said some things that wasn't necessarily true. Now, that's that's me auditioning. But I'm saying, I'm I'm about this shit. We about to we about to get we about to get it back in blood with these handicapped niggas. Pause. I'm putting wheel locks on niggas' brake chairs, making it real inconvenient for them to move forward. I'm fucking with these niggas. I'm taking their little daredevil cane. You got a hard time saying you got the little daredevil cane? I'm taking that. So, I was talking to some people. You know, it's related to the little Josh shit or whatever. And we were talking about kind of like somebody was upset the way about, I don't know if y'all seen Stephen A talk about it on first take, but he was kind of like talking about it or whatever. And he just was saying like, everybody, you know, feel like Stephen A. I ain't gonna say everybody, but a large amount of black people do feel like Stephen A is a coon or whatever may be the case. Like I personally, think it's just a hard job to do either way. Either way, like, it's just a hard job because you, your job is to cover athletes. And in a lot of these sports outside of, like, hockey and baseball, like, the black stars are the, usually the best players. So, of course, they, they're, 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 they're more covered in basketball, because I guess in basketball, you know, you, you're more personal with, with the fans. People see your faces. So I think it's just a hard job to cover black the black athlete, because I know he used to cover AI, and him and AI fell out for a little minute because of it, like him making the story. like. But it's like he said some real shit that I couldn't deny. Like, he like, bro, like, as a journalist, bro, like, when you hearing these stories, it's it's only you have to think like do I want to be the eighth or ninth person that, that like put the story out or do I want to be one of the very first like and that's just the truth it's just a hard job I think because you're gonna burn some bridges you're gonna rub people the wrong way but as it pertains to this Josh shit like he just was like I, I like that he apologized but he didn't have that same Stephen A energy that like people feel like he has towards Kyrie Well, yeah. he's he's got a coon. He's got a coon sometimes. But I think he's in a position where I'd rather say the negative thing about this black man than Max Kellerman say it or, or Greeny. Like, I can't let one of these white guys go out here with that take on my platform. True. Because then it looks like something that is not. I think I think I think it's as bad as it looks sometimes. I think he's just a, he's just sacrificing for that moment because it's always going to be content over everything. Mm-hmm. I think he's just sacrificing, and hey, I got to go out here. Like when we come on here, I'm prepared to argue both sides. I've literally argued that Michael Jordan was better than LeBron, and I didn't believe it. 
but that's what I we can't have four niggas on here agreeing about everything. Somebody's got to go against the grain to create the conversation. So it's not an echo chamber. The same shit happens at ESPN. And sometimes the optics of some of this stuff, the white guy should be the last person to go hard at Kyrie. Now, I do think he got some personal shit with Kyrie, too. Um, but the, when it's about a black man, they definitely don't need no white boy up there saying some shit. Because it's going to look a whole, that message is going to get delivered a whole lot differently. Right. But which is why people feel like Stephen A is like, you know, being a puppet, quote unquote, right? Like, it's not like, to me though, it seems like, again, and just to me, like a lot of times he's faulted for holding black players accountable. And they feel like he don't do white players the same way. But I also don't think, like, the correlation be making sense. Like, they be like, well, when Aaron Rodgers did that COVID, fake COVID card stuff, no, he didn't he didn't say anything about it. And he did. He just didn't, like, act like Aaron Rodgers is a guy that's constant. I think with Kyrie, it's the constant. Of Kyrie, like ever since he's left Cleveland, like he's been like a, you know, what I'm saying a guy that's always doing some, some quote unquote different things, you know, like that's just unpopular. And as a journalist, you're gonna cover these stories because it's a borderline, you know, what I'm saying. He, well, he's a superstar for the most part, but like, yeah, you're gonna cover that guy, and you're gonna cover what he's doing, and you're gonna have your interpretations or whatever. But he always, to me, gave a decent answer for why he felt like Kyrie was bogus. Because he felt like Kyrie personally is letting Kevin Durant down, who he feels like is the best player in the world. And his like that's his stance. He keeps saying it. Like, they just recently asked him. He says, when healthy, he thinks Kevin Durant's the best player in the world. And he feels like Kevin Durant is being, like, sabotaged by Kevin Kyrie Irving antics. Whether he agrees with them or not, he just feel like Kyrie Irving is inconsistent with a lot of his reasoning for why he do the things he do. And I kind of agree with him on certain things, you know what I'm saying? Because I do feel like Kyrie do just be Kyrie, and and that's cool. But like, you are a professional basketball player. Like it's like if I'm a if I'm starting the team, and I hear my one of my star players say shit like it's this shit bigger than basketball, even though that's a fact. I I gotta like, but well, what you mean though? Because I'm paying your ass two hundred three hundred million. Like I need to know what that really mean though. Like like when you say it's some things bigger than basketball, do you mean like? In the middle of a finals game, you know what I'm saying? Your son's basketball go whatever, like whatever may be the case. Like I need to know what that really means. We kind of just be broad because the best of the best players like never really say things like that. Like even though it's obvious that it's some things bigger than basketball, like Kyrie really mean that shit. 
Like, I'm finna take a hiatus for a couple of weeks. I got some shit going on at the crib. He mean that shit. I think, I think it goes, I think it, I think he said similar things to white athletes, but that shit don't go viral like a Kyrie clip. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> That, cause, cause the narrative's already built. Yo, he got something against blah blah blah. I mean, I I've questioned Stephen A's rhetoric since shit. We talking about Ricky Williams in Miami with the Dolphins. Stay Please. off of the weed. You know what I'm saying? Like facts, though. That's how far I've questioned Stephen A. Smith. And this shit that he do, guess what? He's going to be a puppet. He's on that white man's station. That's a Disney company, bro. He's going to do whatever they say for him to do until he gets his own platform. But, but, but this, though, that's true. But, like, still, wouldn't you agree, though, like, if you're an NFL player and you're getting paid X amount of millions of dollars, like you're living your dream, like, like he always clarifies that he's not against people smoking weed, but if it' gonna cost you your job, then you need to stay off the fucking weed. <laughs> <laughs> like he clear, he makes it. He's like, I got homies that you know what I'm saying, friends today that smoke weed. They jobs don't depend on it, though. Like, if your job depends on it, bro, you need to really think about it. Like, if this all you do is play football, G, like, you need to think about this shit. Is it really worth it? I don't even know if the weed's that good. Like, I have I haven't. Now, maybe when you get millions of dollars, you're exposed to a different type of weed that makes it worth the risk. But I don't. I I honestly don't think niggas take it serious. Le'Veon Bell and Legarrette Blunt smoke weed in in a Hummer in the stadium parking lot. Hot Facts. box. Facts. After practice, so nobody else was there but these niggas. Like I I don't think the athletes take it as serious, but but when it hits your pocket, when it's the bad press, when it's the shit that follows a bad drug test, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, his message has always been clear. Like, yo, you you're you're not just getting paid millions of dollars because you're great at running or you're a great wide receiver. A part of that is a contract that you're not going to do no nut up shit. Smoking weed is in the realm of nut up shit. It's simple. It's simple. And it's just like, like again, like the like I said, I recently heard of the NFL's policy. So that means, like, they let you know when the drug test is more than like they ain't random. So you just like in the off season before the season start, you take a drug test. Boom. Now just say you pass though. Like, there's no need to be, like, unless you're just smoking during the season, which which is dumb. Like, I can almost understand if you're smoking 
off the street. Like, you just need to do the Calvin Johnson. Like, Calvin Johnson simply said, that shit ain't worth it. I got to get high. I'm tired. Fuck it. I'm tired of being banged up every day. Like, I'm playing for a shitty franchise. I'm gone. You know, like, that's just what it is. Like, we, we all know we live in this era where weed is not frowned upon truly by the masses the way it was 15 years ago. Like, it's just not. It's, that shit is everywhere. So it's, since COVID, they haven't tested for it. You said who? Since COVID, since the pandemic started, they haven't tested for THC. And, and they shouldn't because it's just like. The NBA and the NFL, I believe. People been off, people been stressed out, all type of shit going on. So you just kind of like got to nip it in the bud at this point. But still, all in all, I just think like when you got something to lose, you need to just be more like like go back to the jazz shit or whatever. Like you just need to be more conscious of that shit. And Stephen A just hold players accountable because at the end of the day, it's not a lot of white players you see. But and and that could be because they not targeted as much too. But, like, as black people, though, we just got to stop with the excuses, bro. We already know they don't care about them the way they care about us. Like, they don't care. They don't care. They 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 looking for a reason to catch you when you, you know what I'm saying, at your worst. They looking for a reason. I don't, I don't, we have a lot of excuses for shit, and a lot of this shit be our fault, but with the recent history of, like, like, our people fucking up, not just with the Josh shit, but that's top of mind. Some of this shit is too dumb to make sense behind it. Like what? I mean, the Josh shit, first and foremost, I think it's really bad. I think it's a lot of bad decisions. Uh, I'm not going to say bad decisions. I think there are a lot of immature decisions made by a young man. But you can't even give him grace because so many of these things have happened. Like, I, I know I don't have to spell every single thing out for you, bro. Don't post any video with guns. Also, don't make threats to other players saying you have guns. Like, his friend, is a, a member of his entourage, is banned from the fucking arena. You know how hard that is to get banned from the arena, your best friend? That nigga, that's like your best friend getting banned from your job. Imagine, Jay, if I got banned from the Sevy. It's fucking crazy. Like, it just, it's it's crazy. Um, I know we talked about the Carl Malone shit a couple weeks ago. We talked about the Carl Malone shit and that coming into to the news, to the news break again. Um, I go back and I think about Gilbert Arenas. Nut up shit. Nigga brought guns to work because another nigga owed him money. So he brings guns to work to prove a point. That's not even like 
the final or worst straw at the huddle before the game starts. They're all doing the little hype up shit. What's this nigga doing? Finger pointing guns and laughing about it. So not only did you do some nut up shit and we talked to you about it, you're not even taking it serious, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My nigga Gil got a, got suspended for the fucking disrespect. Yeah. I mean, but it's just like, like we, we watch players. It's just like, you know, when you arguing with these young cats, like about how today's players are more skilled than players, but that's obvious. It's like everything has a template and shit evolves. You know what I'm saying? Like to be that's just like like I personally feel like like we we did the Mike Tyson shit or go back and be a slave. Like I think I like would rather get the punch because that shit over with faster, obviously, but like I also feel like if I was back in them times, like right now, he zapped me back, boom. Like, I'm just going to take over a plantation. Just one. I'm going to hold the mesh, the wife hostage. <laughs> I'm going to keep the kids. It's too many of us. We finna run the plantation because niggas is traveling by horses. And you just kill, you know, it's just fucked up. But you just smoke every person that don't look like you. You just smoke them. Because they, they not come in 100 deep. Because you're going to present, you're going to show the wife, you're going to just make it seem like it's real. But you just got to smoke. You got to just keep smoking. People just got to show up and keep getting smoked. But it's a, it's you know what I'm saying? It's a 100, 200 of us on this motherfucker. They not coming that deep. Unless they feel like it's a reason to come that deep. You can't call nobody back then. Can't do shit. You gotta write letters. Send carrier pigeons. Yeah. You might got a good point. You might got a good point. I'm still not never going back to slavery, bro. Yeah, I feel you though. I'm not trying to, but I'm saying if it was and you you can't I'm still not going back. I'm not I'm not trying to either. But I'm just saying, though, like, at, I'm just giving the most extreme situation. The way he evolved, you can think of a more logical plan right now because obviously we not in the moment. Like, in the moment, you don't know what to do. You just defeat. But, like, we not in the moment of that shit. So it's easy to come up with. Like, I always just sit around like, man, like, why I just didn't take one motherfucker? Like, it's way more, you know what I'm saying, slaves than it is them. Like on a plantation, all it takes is for you to take over that one plantation, and then they used to have shit like you know, well we we gonna have our these slaves come over here and work for the summer to shit like that, and all you gotta do is just, but you can never really do it because black people were just so afraid back then, like you just never was gonna like. That's why I say you just take over the one you live on. And you can't really worry about, you can't even think about trying to save the world. Like, you just, like, we good over here. Don't, ain't nobody gonna ever know that 
that them Johnsons is gone because we just going to make it seem like because we going to have a gun to the, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have a kid in the basement. It's fucked up. He in the basement. She know he down here. You scream, he die. You move funny, he die. Yo, every, like, it's just real. You, when you see the mail, man, you, you, you be acting like everything is every fucking thing, man. We run yeah. the house. We run the house. I want to take. I want to take. <laughs> I want to take some time to thank Boo Plug, cause I know that <laughs> that nigga got the jaws <laughs> Not only have we been. Plotting a coup on a plantation, but this is a well thought out coup. Like this shit is good. I, you, I might think I'm smoking again. Like if this is if this, I gotta, hey, I can do this shit. Hey man, like I'm just saying, like you just 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 imagine. Like I watched that shit underground. I'm like, damn, all you had to do is just take over the fucking plantation. That's it. You, you like, like you said, motherfuckers come through carriers. Like you, you probably can last. Like if you can fake that, like that image. Now, obviously, once motherfuckers die and shit like that, and you gonna eventually they gonna die. You just gonna have to be out there. But you might have made it to the nineteen hundreds. You know what I'm saying? If you, goddamn it, you feel me? Get away with it, shit. <laughs> Might have made it to the 1900s, man. If you could just fake it till you make it. You feel me? But you cannot. Like, I read the story. Like, they said Harriet Tubman, them, they had this. She would smoke your ass if you looked like you was talking about some. Should we do it? Should we do it, Harriet? Uh, what? Second guessing yourself. You second guessing it? You gonna cost me way more. I just might as well smoke you because they gonna smoke you too. They gonna smoke you. You told can't let, they gonna, can't let them know where we at. Yeah, we might as well smoke you. You more of a risk to us than to them. Like they, if you, they catch you, they gonna torture you and smoke you anyway. Let me just go ahead and do it. I fucked with you. I ain't gonna lie to you. You gotta go. I'm sorry. They said her mama was so fucked up. Her mama was like, I'm not leaving. White man treat me good. I'm going nowhere. That's how you secure survival, though. Back then, yeah. You got to clip loose ends. You got to clip any loose ends. And she ain't never lose nobody, so. Facts. <laughs> the world is yours. <laughs> yeah. Check, check it out. Twenty five vibes. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, if I could have twenty five vibes. Just me with all y'all, that'll be so wonderful 
Make daddy proud, I love every one of you, my angels I feel like flavor, flavor, sexier The sex is gonna be messier But ain't gonna be no stressor here We living good, all of us, we winning It's obvious, we got whips, cars are us We smoke good, it's foggy plus the status They all mad at us Teamwork, that's our recipe for living lavish Yeah, we get this cabbage I'm the head coach of the team If everybody play their position Then we can win this thing called life Happiness, liberty, freedom. If I got all y'all, there won't be no sense in cheating. Y'all the truth. Got a connection with you all, ambisexuals. If this ain't heaven, what's it called? Must be life. No greater feeling in the world. If I had 25 wives, I would love all my girls. I wish I could have 25 wives. We all get it poppin'. We all get high. That's fly. If I could have 25 wives, I love them all just like they love me. We hustle to survive. I wish I could have 25 wives. We all get it poppin'. We all get high. That's fly. If I could have 25 wives, I love them all just like they love me. Got women in every city, winning in every city. Her body been purring, homeless is buying that pair of titties. Look, silicone bitches got the confidence. But natural bitches get all my compliments. I ain't trying to conflict. Nickels to dimes and shit make something out of nothing. Nigga, I'm a guy with that bitch. Pink is wild as shit, no rubber. Just climbing that bitch. Take your hat off and get the cut and come lie with that bitch. Mortal Kombat, my shit is beyond rap. I keep it 100, nigga. Warren Moon, Warren Sap. Hit, I never call her back. Bet she keep on coming back. You keeping the dry shit. I named that bitch Tsunami Cat. I'm too polished, I ain't looking for acknowledgement. Put my squad on my back like I'm wearing me a starter jacket. Y'all lame niggas, no bitches when y'all out. I get that Ivy League brain, catch me with a dark mouth. I wish I could have 25 wives. We all get it poppin'. We all get high, that's fly. If I could have 25 wives, I love them all just like they love me. We hustle to survive. I wish I could have 25 wives. We all get it poppin'. We all get high, that's fly. If I could have 25 wives, I love them all just like they love me. Double M G, yo, this nothing but a motherfucking undefended free throw. I'm getting each hole, eyes lower than each row. Ah, uh. Double M, double M, all 